So you qualify. You know the vibes. I got my jewelry on me right now. Fit it right on me right now. Got a hold on my drum on the seat right now. I got your bitch. Let's go. Seven years ago, man. I got a blow on the one for the travel. I'm going off Ferrari, I'm hugging that car, but I know it's a sorry. Put some dope in the cup, go on order the truck, but the baby is coming. The end of my sleeve is on plane jam. Sipping go down on the plane, man. Most of my nigga, they game, man. Switching my skin on my name. Let's go. Switching my skin on my name, brand. Kill off, kill off your future, but chill off. These bitches, they treat me like Marvin and Tito. Go ask your name, I'm a man on me. When that dope ain't got cut on, they call it Gambino. Another packed episode today, man. I don't want to put all them birds in the neon. I made this little brother hang out with her. I had a shoot up the block like a chulo. I wake up every day like I take photos. I pull up in that new farm. Where the bitches at? I had that mouth in the house on the moon. I got a stand and pull up like a polo. I got that mojo, that mojo, I'm mojo. You bozo, you bozo, you nigga, that no no. I might play this whole fucking mixtape, man. Eskimo City. Yeah. DJ Esco is home. Me no compadre. 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 Me no Me no compadre. My seats are some rep taps. These niggas are rep taps. I come with a lot of power. I came with that check, then I came. We got another packed episode. My transportation. We came from this section that ain't ain't great. See what I did when I came through faded. All of these niggas, they gang related. Drug related, got me walking pacing. Peeking out the window like a Kujo. Man, this feature was on fire, man. Seen a pussy nigga get some recognition. 20 racks inside a nigga bricks. 20 bricks, I have a nigga twitch. Let's say you want to come to Autumn, Autumn, Autumn. Got a VBS and I have a fire. It is March, man. It's March Madness, man. <laughs> Should we be hearing this song during March Madness? Or is that too cliche? It's the only this is the only time it's still appropriate to still play this song man. I feel like I don't hear it enough though man Miles on the dash got a rubber up and gas switch the lanes in the grand rapids we the one that kept it cool without the nigga to the nigga start acting show the nigga like a film man I'm over nigga gone got the map shout the U of H like the March Madness all this cops showing the nigga in elite eight I don't want to live in lavish like I'm playing for the Mavericks I don't want for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she has Dirty money in the cook 45 by my good We got a nigga in the cook
could take you out for some joints. I know you and Vegas take it all too, man. I'm on one way flush. We need one for the city. Smelling mustard. These fucking police can't touch me. These bogus police can't touch me. These fucking niggas can't touch me. Apply the pressure with the VVS. I try to fall like it was a ship. Try to fall like it was a ship. Lift it up and throw it on set. Fuck a cougar like she holly bear. Future hits is dirty spying legend. Shout out the future, man. Yep. 56 Nights. Ain't it crazy how he named this 56 Nights and due to uh, DJ Esco being in um, in jail overseas? Or is that because they're overseas? Yeah, nah, he was, uh, I think, want to say like Abu Dhabi or something. Yeah, or for 56 days places. Yeah. over some a uh, little bit of weed. <laughs> Ain't that yeah, crazy? Man, dog. Countries don't, other countries don't be playing with drugs <laughs> like we do, man. Niggas got to learn. Like, yeah. this, this brings you to the Britney Griner thing. Yeah. Because you look, like, it's fucked up that she's, you know, locked up in Russia. But people got to know, like, other countries don't be fucking with even something as harmless as we, like, we think it. Yeah. Now, other countries be super strict, especially if you're a foreigner. Yeah. And they see, you, they think you bringing it in or taking it out. Mm-hmm. So... Other countries, like, especially if you black, man, y'all, people just got to be careful when you're traveling abroad. Yeah. Other countries don't really play I think that like I think that. the thing is, too, I, I don't want to be the person to say that the rules are the rules or the laws are the laws. But um, when, when you're traveling in another country like that and you're a visitor, you need to do a little research, man, and see how strict these laws are. And, you know. Because it's you know weed is harmless, man. We all we all had the conversation about weed with Shakari Richardson and all that shit. But some of these countries don't look at it like how we look at it, and that's why sometimes you know we talk shit about America. But man, like I, something this was probably is one of the, I guess I don't want to call it safe, but the most laid back place when it comes to little shit like this because little weed, man. Like you should not be in jail for <laughs> fifty six days. For I don't think it, it wasn't even like he had like a pound of weed or something. Mm-hmm. I think it was like some maybe some residue or something, a little bit of crumbs. And dude was stuck over there for fifty six days, man. <laughs> yeah, lost the hard drive with all their music on it too, man. So yeah, yeah. But then again, it worked out for the best because we had the most focused, determined hit making future at that time. You know, mm-hmm. he says he was inspired by, you know, the fact that they lost all the music they had produced yeah. throughout this whole time. So, nah, he won. Yeah. That was the beginning of a tear, honestly, when he started recording all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, man. The, the crazy thing is I seen a little stat on DJ Esco, how um, I guess him being in jail over there for um, 56 days, he ended up learn, learning Arabic. <laughs> No, I'll so bet. I mean, he, what else he going to do? Yeah, there, man? He, he got to learn what people he, saying so, to you. Yeah, he learned Arabic and he um I guess he gained the respect for all the gangs in there. So all the gangs okay. in there was actually cool with him <laughs> once he left and they ended up walking him out. So oh, That's dope. That's a I mean, it's never fun being in jail, <laughs> but that got to be a hell of a experience for him. <laughs> Oh, of course, yeah, man. I, I, and like, look, <laughs> I, I don't want to glorify jail, but sometimes there'd be cool people in jail sometimes, man. 
Like, yeah. let's be real. Like, not everybody's an asshole trying to rape you or whatever. Yeah. So there'd be cool. People it's, got cool stories, especially if you're foreign, too. Yeah. It's know? a misconception about jail. We we kind of look at jail like, oh, it's about to be a whole bunch of sex going on in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had some homies in jail, and um, to be honest, they, they ain't even sound like they was in jail, man. Like, my, my homeboy, uh, rest in peace to Linda, I hit, uh, he actually hit me up. And he was just so cool, and it sounded like they was having fun in the back. And, like, it was just so late. I'm like, damn, like, you sure you in fucking prison? And he said it was just cool. He said it just sucked being in there because you can't do shit. You can't, you know, you can't get no women and all that shit. But, um, yeah, some I guess I guess it depends where you go to prison at. Because I don't want to sit yeah. here and say it's cool, but where he was at, it was super laid back. Like he was just at like some detention center or some shit. <laughs> Dog, I've seen people in jail with like fucking Xboxes and PS5s and mm-hmm. playing games and got phones and posting on social media. <laughs> like, dog, yeah. would you even call this punishment at this point? Yeah. You're doing what you would be doing at home, except for the women, <laughs> which sucks not having any women there. But come on, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, I mean, it, it's different if you're like in a federal penitentiary with yeah. people doing life. That's different. Yeah. But I mean, jail is not like the fucking. That's why niggas be crash dummies, man, because they ain't scared of going to jail. Yeah, and all they friends up in there at the yeah. time. So, mm-hmm. shit, wild, man. Oh, shout out to Tab. I see Tab showing love in the comments, man. Yeah, uh, appreciate y'all. Uh, make sure we're always streaming every Friday night on uh, on Twitter on youtube so make sure y'all check us out uh live and in person if you so choose and leave a comment we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about we'll mm-hmm. shout you out even if you're trolling us like we got trolled last episode yeah Not much people i don't know where they came from but yeah hopefully you get the same people too. today man <laughs> yeah, i'm mad at it man i'm mad at it uh so yeah happy anniversary to 56 nights from future oh, I, I, seven I years to say, seven years yeah. ago Seven years ago, it, it's yeah. crazy to think it's been almost ten years since that whole uh, that that whole future run, man. Shout out to yeah. Anthony Bauer, what's up, man? Yeah, um, yeah, man. It's it's wild to see and to think it's been that long. It don't feel that yeah. long ago. Yeah. Also, um, Monster is almost ten years old now. I think that came out in twenty fourteen, so about eight years now. Yeah, <laughs> wild, man. Time That's is crazy. flying, and even me playing this little mix. Like the production on there was fucking crazy, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, like that's still the type of production I'll be looking for, man. If I ever get back into rapping, like that, that shit was insane, man. Was, like that shit don't get enough credit, man. <laughs> that shit no, I was agree. insane. <laughs> and that's what I miss about Future. I feel like the beats he would rap on were way more experimental in that time. Yeah, you know, like listen to Neat No Compadre. Yes, that, that beat is insane. Yeah, man. I'm like, what like, was y'all even thinking about just coming up with that <laughs> shit, man? <laughs> like, it's like, let's get every weird sound possible and just mash it together, man. It's and, like somebody alarm went off in the studio and they said, "Hey, that's the beat." <laughs> <laughs> I'll rap over that shit. Yeah, that, that's what I miss about Future, man. I think uh, he got a lot more generic in his sound as mm-hmm. he got older. But in that time, man, he would rap over anything, any crazy beat that Metro and Southside cooked up. He would rap over that shit and make it sound good, man. So that's one thing I do miss about Future. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Uh, so with that said, let's get into it, man. Uh, Jay Prince introduced the podcast real quick. The gems and juice. We are back at it. Oh, speaking of Jay Prince, he's trying to start his own Oscars or uh, Grammys or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh we'll get to that question in a minute we got people we got anthony yeah. leaving a question about his bachelor problem we'll get to that in a minute man boy entry to the podcast man yeah <laughs> jay prince trying to make his own little uh grammys or oscars or something i don't know what he's doing yeah. it seems yeah. like it's kind of working though man it's, it's he like has it, the support of the industry it's, it p- it's like. picking up a lot of sting <laughs> it's picking up a lot of sting where uh, i've seen a lot of artists coming out saying they you know count me in and dog, I, I'm seeing it pick up. See, dog, here's a question though: will, will we be invited to the Jay Prince Academy Awards or <laughs> Jay Prince Music Awards? We should uh, be <laughs> rap a lot music awards, man. We need we need to call yeah. in some favors. Hey, yeah. he said we're qualified to be mob ties. Yeah, we, we had the audio. We can bring it back up. <laughs> so now nah, we got We got to find our way into the uh, Jay Prince. Yeah, awards. yeah, it, it's it's really picking up steam, man. Where I'm like, damn, maybe this is something that that should have went on a long time ago, to be honest. <laughs> and now it, I guess it took for Kanye to get banned, and we'll probably talk mm-hmm. about that in a little bit for um <laughs> somebody to say, hey, we should make our own. <laughs> I think a lot of people been talking about that for years, but nobody, you know. Couldn't really get nobody on board because people wanted those Grammys. All they're going to do is get, yeah. give a Grammy to somebody who never won and they ain't about to turn that down. So I, I hope, I hope it go through, man. <laughs> man, me too. Me too. And I hope we get an invite, man. Remember we are <laughs> mob ties qualified. You know, yeah. So we got, we got to call in some favors, man, but yeah, hopefully we do, man. But no, nah, I'm, I will look for, cause I, that's what people have always said. You know, everybody gets mad at the Grammys whenever they see the nominations or see who won or the Academy Awards and they get upset. So and so are like, man, we need our own shit, man, because, you know, these people ain't ever going to respect our culture the way we respect it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's time. I mean, if you really upset about it, let's hype up. And I'm not talking about the BET Awards, which is not that bad as people say. It yeah. has to be everything for everybody. Yeah, but no, nah, we they, we need our own for yeah. us by us, man. We, yeah, people they, gotta. Yeah, I think if they do it the right way, man, I would be all in, man. If they, I, I mean, I don't know, uh, maybe revolt. Will revolt do something like that where they host something like a, a performance like this? They they did. I saw they did comment on Jay Prince's post, and they said they're down for it. Which I mean, yeah. it's just a comment. That, that don't mean they actually gonna yeah. do it, but. I mean, it seems like they had the support, man. It's it's all right there, man. If they because I don't know when the Grammys is coming on, but let's say whenever the Grammys do come on, if Revolt have had whatever they have in at that same time, man, I'm not flicking to the Grammys. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't care about that shit. So I'll be all in. I don't even know how to get Revolt. <laughs> I'll figure it out, man. I'll find a way. Yeah, yeah I'll find a way to watch it over the Grammys. And I think that I think that could do some good, man. If you got some big head people like some some big acts like Kanye Drake performing, and uh I forgot who else agreed to, you know, say they're down. I know Migos, I think Quavo the Amigos down. I know Quavo did at least. Yeah. But if you get more people, like more big time people, maybe a Kendrick and you know, people like that. Shoot, man. 
I think the Grammys might end up <laughs> come crawling back somehow. <laughs> might be, man. Might be. Uh, maybe they would. Uh, but the, 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 that's what you worry about too. If they throw some bones, then yeah. they'll be like, okay, black people are back at the Grammys now. Yeah. So they always do that sometimes too, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got emojis for Guy Fieri. Where'd you even get that from, man? Oh, we on Twitch. That's right. <laughs> like where the fuck these yeah. emojis come from? <laughs> yeah, Twitch got some crazy emojis, man. So what up, Twitch family? Yeah. Uh, anybody follow us uh, on Twitch watching? at Gems and Juice. Yes, yes. Streaming I, on Twitch as well. Yeah, I was. You know, I was actually on there not that long ago. I, I think it was Twitch or either YouTube. I was playing a game on YouTube. <laughs> I was I was streaming live on the PS5, man. Oh, what were you playing, man? I think I was a uh, it was a uh, Last of Us, right? Yeah, yeah, I was playing that. That's what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, it it was kind of cool, man. Uh, shout out to Tad Tad was locked in too. <laughs> man, I cuss a lot whenever I play the game. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, what the? F-? And then a uh, little girl in the damn show. She, she kept fucking talking. I'm like, you shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm like, she about to fucking get us caught. Build- it's supposed to build the connection, man. Okay? Yeah. It's supposed to feel for that little girl, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I was having the time of my life, man. I, I played for, like, over an hour. So, after that, I was like, woo, that was good. I'm good for the week now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that, that's you're at the beginning of the addiction, man. Once you put yeah. in eight-hour sessions, that's when you know you're deep in it, man. Yeah. I'm going to try to stream, too, man. I've been saying it. I'll probably do it this weekend. I ain't got shit doing on going on this weekend so i'm gonna try to hook up the stream and stream a little some some maybe some old school games and shit yeah. uh but anyway anyway we're getting off topic man uh figgy how's your week been dog how you been it's been a busy week in the sports world how's mm-hmm. your personal life been man it's been cool it's been real chill man um nothing nothing really special happened in my in, in the personal life like that but um yeah man i've been cool work been keeping me busy <laughs> Uh, your boy Deshaun Watson finally spoke at a press conference. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna so, get into that in a little bit. Yeah, so it was a it was a pretty interesting week, man. I, I enjoyed it, man. How was yours? <laughs> yeah, it was good, man. It was good. Uh family came over. Uh I went they went to they had uh the ne- niece and nephews had spring break, so they went to Kima Boardwalk, which is you know like five minutes away from where I live now. So I oh, met damn. them up there. I didn't know you stayed Actually, that close. Yeah, I'm real close, man. Yeah. Um I'm actually uh Rode the rise for the first time. I never rode the rise at Kima Boardwalk <laughs> just because they looked, I don't know, I don't trust them. Yeah, but uh, I rode them with the kids, man. They had a good time, <laughs> ate some food, uh, rode the little boat around that little yacht looking thing. We had a good time, man. So, good, mm-hmm. good family outing day. Yeah. Uh, we'll answer this question now. I see it getting posted again. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Bauer, uh, asks on YouTube, My bachelor party is this weekend, having a party at my apartment. What new music from this year should I add to my playlist? Hmm. From this year. This year. Uh, off the top of my head, I will probably say. Um, Gotta be Gunna in there. Yeah, Pushing push P, P has to be in there. Yeah, Pushing P for sure. Really, you could probably play most of that Gunna album, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Uh, but Pushing P has to be in the playlist for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. It, de- it depends what type of party you trying to have, man. Because it's a lot of joints on this uh, this Nego album that we gonna yeah. get we gonna break down in a little bit. But um, I'm trying to think what else came out this year. You play a Pusha T Diet Coke. I don't know. It might be a little too grimy. 
I for know. the crowd. I don't know, <laughs> man. But I mean, if it's if it's a bachelor party, I yeah. would assume these are like you know you ain't playing nothing for women at that time. So yeah, you you could probably let the uh, the diet push your teeth diet coke. Honestly, man, go 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 deep into the hard drive and um play some of that 50, 56 nights from future, man. Mm-hmm. Like you, it still sound good. We played that at the beginning of the show. Play March Madness if it's in March, man. Got to play some March Madness. <laughs> uh, your fiance is gonna be out of town, so I'm trying to get ignorant. I feel you, man. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, so shoot, what else came out this year? I gotta think about it, man. But yeah, definitely some gunna has to be in there. Pushing P definitely has to be in the playlist. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the nego shit we gonna talk about. But yeah, yeah, man, it's been kind. Of, oh, music has kind of slowed put some, up. Put some Doughboy in there, man. Shout out to my dude, Doughboy. Yep, <laughs> Doughboy. He uh, dropped a dope ass album called. Um, I think it's called Oh Really. That's one of his la- uh, ad libs. Oh Really. <laughs> yeah, definitely put that in there. It's a it's a song I play probably like every other day. It's called Big Oh Really. <laughs> It's a hard ass song. Check it out. Big oh really. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, if you want to do some new new, the Kodak Black got a hit out right now called Super Gremlin. That song mm-hmm. is getting played everywhere, man. So I mean that that's kind of popping right now. If you want to do, I don't know how I don't know the age range you playing for, <laughs> but uh that's one of the biggest songs out right now, man. So make yeah. sure uh you put that in the playlist if you got a younger crowd going at least. But mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um, so yeah, any other questions y'all got, hit us up. We'll answer throughout the podcast, man. I like this interactive bit, you know. I like yeah. people talking to us as a whole new dimension. Plus, with our CNC, we official now, man. We got the <laughs> CNN ticker scrolling down, <laughs> like we talking about something super important, yeah. and we got uh questions and comments come in as well, man. So make mm-hmm. sure y'all hit us up and we'll we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. But uh with that said let's get into new music man a new album did release a uh album we've kind of been talking about on and off since there's been singles coming out uh from it and it's nego now nego is the founder of beta nape the clothing line he's also really big into fashion and apparently he's really big into music because uh, i think he's had a d he's been a dj for uh, some time now and he has released a compilation album with some of his closest friends, I guess. And the album is called I Know Nego. And this album, of course, has the uh uh what's it called? That well, what's that? What's that put you to? I'm I need to look uh, damn. Hear exactly. me clearly. Yeah, it's hear me clearly on it. It has Aria by ASAP Rocky, which we've already reviewed and talked about before. Um, also he has ASAP Ferg on it, he got Kid Cuddy, he Tyler got Tyler the Creator, Tyler the Creator. Um, Pharrell, of course, Pharrell. you know, his homie <laughs> he had to have Pharrell on there. Also, also, Pharrell did executive produce the entire album. As he so should, man. That. He been yeah. he's been rocking bait for years, man. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. I'm surprised Wayne wasn't on his album. Yeah, me too. That was surprising, man. Me Mr. too. I invented Beta yeah. Nape or I made Beta Nape pot. Yeah. <laughs> kind of shocking Wayne wasn't on here. I wonder he if He probably ain't some, made the uh, cut or something. <laughs> or it could be some beef with Pusha T, too. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I forgot yeah, about I that beef. <laughs> it's one of them political things, you know. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that album. Let me get your feelings first, Figgy. You know, it's a compilation album, so we don't we're not gonna really get too deep into it. I mean, it's just a collection of songs. 
Uh, but Figgy, how are you feeling this project, man? And how do you think about the uh, what, what do you feel about it in general? In general, man, this is probably my favorite um, project of the year so far, man. Just oh, wow. from okay. j- just from top to bottom. I think everything on here, the production on here was good. Um, I like every artist on here. Even the the artist I I was kind of confused on was the uh, Teriyaki Boys, and that wasn't even that bad to me. <laughs> I was that <laughs> yeah, was, that was super random. Yeah, it was random, but I didn't skip it. <laughs> I I was just kind of like, eh, like all right, you know, that's one song, but I left it on, and that wasn't that bad. But um, everything going here, uh, I ain't really care for the the first song, the Lost and Found freestyle. Because I think I heard I heard the Tyler the Creator one before, but um, yeah, I ain't really care about this one. It was wait. It was, let, let's talk about that for a second. We gotta discuss how we from Houston feel about um, Tyler and ASAP rapping over Slim Thug beats. Mm. Are we okay with it? Ooh, um, Is I'm this cultural appropriation. Yeah. Um, even though, I, to be fair, see, these were Neptune's beats. I yeah, think, but so. and see, I felt like I don't have a problem with people freestyling over certain stuff because those the, the uh, those beats were hard and the songs was hard, but it wasn't like they was rapping over Still Tipping or rapping yeah. over Southside or something like something that's classic, legendary. And uh, so I, I ain't have a problem with that because I feel like those type of beats. Uh, I feel like anybody would throw those beats on for anybody to freestyle at, at a radio station or some shit. So I ain't, I ain't really have a problem with it. Okay, okay. It's making sure, making sure. I, I, I felt a certain way when the, uh, the, the transition was another Slim Thug song. It started with Like a Boss. Then it went where it started with Three Kings. Three Kings, yeah. And then it went to Like a Boss, I think, for Tyler. Mm-hmm. So... I feel a certain way. I mean, I feel like y'all could have called Slim Thug too. He could have called. He yeah. could have did a little <laughs> verse on it too. But whatever. Yeah, it was uh, a Neptune's so, um, production. So yeah, to be fair, I, it the, was Neptune. The, the, the three, the three kings wasn't though, right? Three kings was Mister Lee. Okay, like a okay. boss was Neptune. Okay, so yeah, yeah maybe a little it, bit it could, of a He could have got, got, got a call from. Yeah, the three kings could have got a call. Yeah, plus the fact that it's ASAP who's already been under the microphone, yeah. already received some warnings from for his culture appropriation of Houston that he was doing <laughs> earlier in his career. Yeah. So I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, it was a cool <laughs> song. Anyway, keep going, man. Yeah, but um, outside of that, man, I think everything was hard, man. Everything. I I I really enjoyed the uh, the clips song. The um. No malice. I, I I'm guessing he still go. By yeah. No malice, but punch bowl. I I really enjoyed that song a lot. And the last time we heard No Malice was on Kanye's the the Jesus is King album. I want to say, mm. and um, the verse was cool, but it wasn't a verse I would go back to. But this one, this this sound like some old some some back in the day clips. Without the cussing, <laughs> without him cussing, but um, it was good, man. The production was good. I I love that song. I even liked the the little weird song with Pharrell and Gunna. That song, it oh, was like that one. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. <laughs> like that that it wasn't a typical song I would probably listen to, but I ain't have a problem with it, man. I felt like that was that was something that 
Gunna usually don't do. And I felt like he fit okay on that. So I I, I ain't have a problem with it. It seemed like a little a, a, a wonky type of Neptune's production. But I thought that was cool. Um, I really liked the um, the song with ASAP Ferd, The Paper Plates. I like that song a lot. Uh, I even like the pop. I even like the pop smoke song, man. Even though his shit sound the same, but um, I, I had no problem with that song. It, that song didn't sound like they just pieced it together type shit. It seemed like that was an actually real song. So I I enjoyed that one, and um, of course, hear me clearly. But a lot of these songs was hard, man. I I I rarely skipped a lot of it, man. Like I kind of played it all the way through a couple times, so I I would have to give this a qualify, man. I enjoyed it. Qualify. Okay, okay. Um, I'll admit I'm not as high on this album as you are, um, but I did enjoy uh, a handful of tracks, man. Um, we already talked about the first one, and of course it transitions into uh, Aria, which I do like that song, man. I think that sound like old classic. ASAP. I thought the beat was super cold too. Um, I did enjoy the Clips reunion, especially because it sounds like a clip song. Malice wasn't talking about, you know, religion. He was talking like dope shit, crack shit. I was, mm-hmm. I was actually surprised. I mean, yeah. He didn't cuss or didn't get too explicit with it, but I was surprised he brought Arm and Hammer into it and shit like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe we can get a Clips album at some point after all, man. Maybe it's possible. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I did like that song. Uh, yeah, the, but the I'll be honest, man, the middle of this album, I really wasn't feeling like really starting with functional addict with Pharrell. Um, I was not really feeling that, man. The beat was crazy. Pharrell with these, he had a line that just made me cringe. He said <laughs> something like, I got the vaccine because you niggas is variants. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I thought we were past this era, man. I yeah. thought we were past the quarantine. I thought we were past the COVID. Maybe it's an old I verse. We were past, maybe, <laughs> fair enough. Maybe it was from 2020. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting sick of the vaccine bars, man. Like, okay, Migos made a whole song about the vaccine. Can we can we give it a rest, please? <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, the rest of this, yeah, man, like, the Teriyaki Boys song was random as hell. I ain't heard them do since Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> so it was shocking to hear them again. But uh, yeah, some of them, like the Pop Smoke song, I liked a lot. That's when I started to get back into the album. Uh, but yeah, some of it, man, I just was not feeling. I did not like the Lil Uzi Vert song. Yeah, um, I didn't like, I ain't really care for it either. I was really shocked because I like Lil Uzi Vert, but his verse, he sounded like he was sleepwalking through this song, man. Mm. Like, I don't know if he was going through something and just didn't want to record that day, but he sounded terrible in it. Mm. And I was really surprised. He had no energy in this song, man. It sounded like he was just, you know, just woke up (laughs) and, and just went to the studio still drunk and hung over and just spit the verses and left. It was very uninspired, and I was shocked, man, because usually I, I enjoy most of his music. Um, I like the closeout song by Tyler. I thought that was a good beat. Of course, Tyler is going to do his thing, man, so no yeah. surprise there. But, yeah, man, in the middle of this, I didn't like the Kid Cudi song either, I got to say. 
Kid Cudi batting average going down and down by the year, yeah. man. I gotta say, dog. <laughs> Did you hear his new song? Uh, I, I guess it's for the I Sonic. Heard he got, I heard he got one for the Sonic movie. I, I didn't even check that yet, out. Dog. Yeah, it's called Coins in the Air or something. Some oh, shit. God. So I was just like, man, are we? I guess Kid Cudi is he just gonna do movie soundtracks now? <laughs> now, this is a case of be careful what you wish for. Because remember, I feel like we at, uh, at some point in this podcast, we were saying that rappers should bring back the movie soundtrack. Yeah, they should bring back making songs for movies, songs like, you know, because there's a lot of movies that had classic soundtracks like Above the Rim, like yeah. uh, certain movies, just uh, Minutes to Society, mm-hmm. mainly hood movies, I guess. Friday yeah. had a great soundtrack, too. But there was a time when a lot of rappers had dope songs on soundtracks and that era seemed to have gone away until Kendrick kind of brought it back with black Panther. And we said, we want to see more of that, but now I don't like it anymore, man. And see, I see I'm good with it. The way Kendrick did it because it was like a Kendrick album, to be honest. He, he, I want to say he kind of produced everything and everything made sense. But I don't want to hear a song about Sonic and Tails, man. Yeah. <laughs> like even I, I ain't even like the I ain't even like the Lion King one Beyonce did. Yes, Lion King was bad. What else? Uh, the Space Jam two one with Chance the Rapper and oh, Kirk yeah. Franklin was bad. I'm <laughs> sick of it now. Yeah. I, I, I take it back. I don't want it anymore. Yeah, I think see, and, and they ain't even doing it how they used to do it back in the day because back in the day it was some real songs. But they were just put on the soundtrack album. They ain't like make a song to menace to society or make a song about above the rim. Well, to, 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 to be fair, they did. Really? Like, uh, yeah, Nas had a song on the Street Fighter soundtrack where he was talking about Ryu and Blanca. They nah, they did it. LL Cool J had the Deep Blue Sea or Deep Blue. What was it called? What? That shark movie. What? Oh yeah, he made deep, a song yeah. for that. Now was he those, made a song for like all of this. Now was those the classic? Um, soundtracks that we were talking about though, because I ain't really uh, look. At, I ain't. I never even looked into a Street Fighter soundtrack, or uh, I ain't never uh, like the the ones the we. Song, the song is actually good though. The song is actually good really. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, See, I like like Above the Rim has some really good songs. He had Tupac. It, I want. I want to say it was produced by Death Row, mm-hmm. if I ain't mistaken. So it was. It was some good sound sounds on there, but. I I I don't know. I never paid attention to the Street Fighter one. <laughs> no, nah, that that one dog. That one had a single with the Deion Sanders rapping on it. So yeah, oh, man. check out check out the video if you haven't <laughs> seen that yet. That video is fucking wild. <laughs> but uh, uh, what else? Oh yeah, any given Sunday, LL Cool J made a song for like all of his movies he was in, <laughs> and it was just for that movie. And LL Cool J has shut him down. I actually love that song though. Mm. Shut them down is cold. But yeah, nah, to be fair, back in the day, they were making songs for the movie. Mm. And it was cheesy back then, too. So maybe nothing has really changed. Maybe yeah. I'm bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, did, they did do that back in the 90s, man. They did. <laughs> uh, tab with emojis. I don't know what that means. Eating food with a ice. <laughs> you got to explain that for me, man. I, I, I don't read emoji. But... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, oh yeah, I was rating the album. I lost myself. So yeah, man, I would say it's qualified. I like the album. I enjoyed the album. Qualified. But there's a bunch that I'm just, basically it's more of, I found five songs I can add to my workout playlist, basically. 
but the rest I'll just never hear again, probably. Yeah. I mean, it was cool oh, okay. It was eleven songs on there. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's kind of so, halfway, I guess. Yeah, I mean, these days, man. Look, if you that's find a good five album, songs man. Project, pretty good album. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. We ain't getting Illmatic. Yeah, at this point because in time if, in hip hop, if you man. like it, every song on there, that's damn near a fucking. I don't want to say classic, but that's a ten out of ten at that point. Yes, it's a good album, man. <laughs> so at this point, we got we got lower standards for the era we're in. Yeah. Okay. Ain't no reasonable <laughs> doubts coming out where every song's gonna hit. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we got to adjust the, the sliding scale of the rating. Yeah. And then, yeah, I like the album, man. I'll say it's qualified. Check it out, y'all. Um, you know, if you're a fan of Pusha T and Clips and everybody on this, you'll probably find something you like. So, yeah, yeah we, we highly recommend it. We'll at least recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, did anything else come out this week, music wise? Um, okay. I'm not sure if you're a fan of Key Glock, but uh, he dropped the album. Um, I want to say he signed. He was signed or uh, cousins with um, what's we call? Uh, shit, what is his name? Rest in peace to uh, Young Dolph. He, I think yeah. that's Young Dolph's cousin. So he dropped something. I guess it's a deluxe. Uh, Lotto, uh, formerly known as Mo Lotto, <laughs> she mm. changed that quick. But she dropped her, her album, uh, 777. Um, Denzel Curry, he dropped a song or, or an album project or whatever. But um, I, I I was listening to Nego, man. <laughs> Me too. I did hear some of the new Fife Dog album that did release this week as well. Um, mm-hmm. So R.P. Fife Dog, man. You know, if you're a fan, I think you'll enjoy it. Dope beats, dope rhymes. You know, has a usual cast of character. Got Q-Tip on there. Got Busta Rhymes, Native Tongue Reunion up in there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely if you into a uh, Tribe and Fife Dog, check that one out as well. So, yeah, man. Um, I mean, weather's getting warmer. I'm hoping these music releases pick up soon. We need the Kendrick album. Yeah. I'm sick of waiting. We need the Kendrick album, man. <laughs> he need to stop bullshitting. Put it out so we can judge it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Just say you fell off. Yeah. A, <laughs> we need to have a full podcast on Kendrick. How oh, long yeah, he been do, gone? And no, hundred percent. That hit me last week when we had our two hundred episode. The uh, last time Kendra dropped the album, Jules was on the podcast. Yes, that's crazy. I want to say we got to look up. I want to say that probably like podcast number thirteen or something. Man, we were still <laughs> just rolling. Yeah, and yeah. I remember that album came out. We rated it. So yeah, yeah. That was crazy, man. So it's mm-hmm. it's way well overdue. <laughs> It really is, man. It really is. And I feel like that's the worst thing about waiting a long ass time. Like the expectations just build so much to Mm -hmm. where and look, I don't think everybody should drop every year. I think to the contrary, I think every two to three is fair. But Mm -hmm. when you take a five year layoff from solo albums, man, you get the Dr. Dre curse or Dr. Dre issue where nothing you release is going to be good enough. For the time we waited, so yeah, yeah, it it kind of it it kind of get to a point where it's like, damn, should I even drop anything? Should I just leave on a high note? You know, look at Rihanna, that that last album was amazing, Mm -hmm. and it's been a long time um, from when she dropped something. I don't even know, um, shit, we probably wasn't even doing a podcast when she the last time she dropped. What what did (laughs) Anti drop? I gotta look that up. Yeah, it had to be what. 2016 maybe 
15? 16, yeah. 16, yeah. We wouldn't even do a podcast then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I can't imagine her being f- feeling pressured to drop something. So sometimes it's, it's good to just leave fans waiting. Leave fans like, oh, she'll never drop an album. We ain't never getting yeah. one from her. Better off leaving it like that. <laughs> Yeah, I think she might be doing it where just she'll wait so long that when she drops it, people will just be happy to hear anything from her. Yeah, she ain't and even done a feature in a long ass time, man. Yeah, so I think, I think the if last she drops an album, people the, just be happy that she's still doing music. They don't even care if it's as good as the last album. Yeah, what was the last feature? I, the, I don't even remember the last feature she was on. <laughs> Maybe that DJ Khaled album. <laughs> a Probably couple, a couple albums. I ago. she was even on that. Yeah, she that uh the song with Bryson Tiller. With the Santana sam- uh sample. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah I think yeah. that might have been the last shit. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song sucked too. <laughs> Maybe she should just keep it in the tank. Maybe she just keep it in the tuck <laughs> at this point. If it's gonna sound like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, man, with that being said, let's get into some topics. Um a lot went down this week that we going to discuss and get into. I guess we'll start off with the biggest sports-related headline. I know y'all talking about it. Uh, our man Deshaun Watson uh, finally had his uh, first press conference in well over a year um, mm-hmm. talking to the media uh, with this new team, the Cleveland Browns. Um, it was a very controversial press conference, as we knew it would be. You know, a lot of tough questions were asked, and I don't think everybody was satisfied about with the answer. But then again, you got to keep in mind there are legal proceedings in effect. So you, you knew you weren't going to get much in terms of, you know, the allegations. Um, I personally wanted to hear more about the Texan situation and what made him want to leave. But mm-hmm. I also understand you want to be professional, and yeah. you're not going to say, I left because of Jack Easterby yeah. or some <laughs> bullshit like that. So I, I get why he had to be political, but just I personally wanted a better explanation of what happened because we didn't get it from the Texans either. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think I got to ask you first, man, since you're in a unique position here, <laughs> how do you feel about how do you feel about this press conference from the perspective of somebody who lives in Houston and covers the Texans, and how do you feel about it as somebody who's a Browns fan? Um. Uh- First first of all, it was kind of weird how it took a week to have a press conference, man. Um, Tyreek Hill got traded, I want to say Wednesday, and he had a press conference on Thursday. <laughs> the Browns, they traded for Deshaun Watson last Friday, and then the following Friday they finally had a press conference. It just felt so, to, to be honest, it, it felt super slimy, man. The way they were showing him walking into the building – it felt like you was watching a, a guy going into prison, man. <laughs> like, you know how the, you jump out the car and then pe- uh, you got the cameras from like 80 feet back and they zooming in trying to catch a little glimpse of you and, and they just see you walk into the building and that's it. It's like, damn, like that was him. It, it kind of had that type of feel to it, man. And I think they they had to have the press conference, man. They couldn't just shy away from it this this dude is the franchise quarterback at this point so you know you 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 had to have it but um i don't know i i was i don't know it it was just it was just kind of crazy man just to see how everything 
how how everything happened since the last time he talked to the media like this. Because the last time he talked was the um I, I want to say it was the last game of the of the twenty twenty season, and um and now it's like wow this dude is talking now, and people are like firing at him, <laughs> pretty much talking about the allegations, and you know m- the massage therapist. So it was it was kind of it was kind of crazy to see him in that in that situation like that, but um yeah man I think. Look, man, a lot of people ain't going to like it. A lot of people didn't like that they had a press conference. A lot of people didn't like how they stood up afterwards and posed for a picture. They they just got to lean with it, man, <laughs> because all of this is is going to look bad. There's no right way to do this. He, he, he got the, you know, civil cases going on. So whatever they do is not going to look right, especially if they're saying, hey, this is our quarterback. It's not going to look right, but they traded for him. They might as well put him out there like that. Yeah, I mean, they had to face some music. Um, they strategically did it on a Friday, you know, so <laughs> people, people wouldn't have a whole week to talk about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it was going to be tough no matter what. Um, one thing I did expect, I expect him to, I thought he would show a little bit of remorse for what happened. I didn't yeah. expect him to go back out there and say, I'm guilty. Or, you know, confess anything. But I was shocked at how adamant he was that I don't have any regrets that he would quote. He actually said, I have no regrets about what happened. And to basically not even address the fact that he was having sex with some of these women at the very least. You know, he basically says he didn't do anything wrong or improper and he's innocent. He wants to clear his name. Fair enough. Whether you believe him or not is going to be up to you. But basically, this just looks bad in the media because it looks like you're basically just calling all these women liars straight up yeah. and, and not even admitting any kind of wrongdoing, which yeah. then will just imply these women are just hoes who are just looking to great and like, whatever. Yeah. Like I said, believe what you want to believe, but that's how the media is going to take it. Yeah. The media wants people to be accountable when it looks like they've done something wrong. You know, people want to like Deshaun Watson, man. Honestly, everybody loved him before the allegations started piling up. Mm-hmm. He was beloved nationwide. Whenever they heard that he was dissatisfied with the Texans, every team and every fan wanted, wanted him. him gone. <laughs> they wanted yes. him out of uh, Houston. Yes, they wanted him on their team. Now it's difficult for women to cover this because, you know, like as a, it, it just looks strange. So yeah. in that way, I thought he would at least say, hey, you know, I didn't do what they alleged I did, but I was wrong for how I moved something like that to give some people like, OK, he understands something did happen that he should have corrected. Yeah. But he didn't give him any of that. Yeah. So now I'm like, OK, you're just going to be the villain. I like, fuck <laughs> it. But they're not going to be behind you after being defiant like that, man. But hey, if you don't, you don't if you don't feel like you did anything wrong, fair enough. He, he might have not. I wasn't there. I don't know. But yeah. I just thought, at least strategy-wise, he would admit something or, or just give a little concession there. But he didn't. Yeah. So L- let me ask you this, because I was th- because I was actually shocked that he even went into that much detail. How he said he never uh, assaulted any woman. 
he never assaulted, harassed, or he had or three things he said. He kept yeah. saying it or disrespected. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he talked about his mom and auntie and all this other stuff. Are um? Do you feel like? I, I mean, I don't want to put you up against it, but do you feel like he? Re- He's really telling the truth about this because I felt like even if he didn't do it, I I would have thought the right answer would have been, yeah, I can't really get into all of that right now. <laughs> I'll talk about it when everything is over. But he was still what uh, the three things he said. He was pretty much saying he's you know he's um, not guilty. He didn't do anything wrong type thing. And it, so I was sitting there thinking like, damn, either he. Maybe he is telling the truth or either he's really messed up in the head where he feel like he didn't do anything wrong. I think he just doesn't believe he did anything wrong. And I don't know. Part of me feels like maybe he was. I I think a lot of what he said was scripted. You can tell Mm -hmm. because he kept repeating the same things over and over. So I don't I can't really tell you what he believes versus what he was told to say. Mm. That's a difficult part yeah. because, you know, uh, some things he mentioned, he was parodying Rusty Harden with the whole when they asked him, it was a good question. Like, why do you have so many massage therapists in the first place? Forty something like why not just have one and stick to him or a couple. And he brought up how social media is a big thing now, which is the yeah. same thing. Rusty Harden said when they <laughs> asked him why he was contacting these women through Instagram. Yeah, he was like, "Well, Instagram, social media is real big with the kids. I don't understand it, but it's real big with the kids." And Deshaun Watson basically is the same thing in yeah. that press conference. Man, he was <laughs> like, "Social media is a big thing now." Like, okay, yeah. what? <laughs> that and, and it's crazy because we all know social media been a big thing. It's not. It didn't happen overnight, but a lot of people don't <laughs> go on social media or you know sliding DMs trying to get a massage therapist. Yes. <laughs> so it, it just it didn't really make sense. Yeah. And somebody did bring up, you know, they, they did unveil text messages where Deshaun said, you know, he apologized to a woman for making her feel uncomfortable. Mm. And so that implies that something wrong happened at some point. Yeah. So to say you have you, no, no regrets, regrets, you did nothing wrong here. It's just a bad look, man. And look, the criminal charges are all gone at this point. All you have left are the civil suits. So yeah, I, don't, I don't know why his hands were so tied that he couldn't even admit, like, look, I, I moved sloppy here and I <laughs> definitely shouldn't have done some of the things I did to even get in this position. But he yeah. didn't give any of that. So yeah. are you shocked? That, shocking. Are you shocked that he still, you know, plan on clearing his name and fighting these cases, these civil cases? Because I would have thought the best thing to do, he's not being charged criminally. So I I would have thought the best route to go is to fuck it, just you know, pay them off, uh, you know, pay the victims, get it over with, and look towards the future. But he said he still plan on fighting these cases, which that that could take a year or two, <laughs> ain't no telling how long that take. I was kind of surprised, but then I kind of understood because basically I feel like. He's he's not going to just say, I want to sell the cases because even he brought that up, like it would look like he was just trying to make it go away or, you know, and like he, if he if his if his stance is that he's innocent, he can't say I'm going to settle. He has to say I'm going to fight it. 
Now, if there was a realistic offer to settle all these cases, I'm sure they would take it, you know. But then you have to weigh it against the fact that Rusty Harden has said in the past he didn't want to settle. And that some these women want different things. Not all of them going to want to settle. Some do. Some probably don't. I don't know. Uh, so with that being known, he can't he can't put out the legal strategy of we just want to settle because then that could be a whole legal back and forth between Rusty and uh, Tony Busby. So I kind of get why he had to say that, but I'm sure he doesn't mean it because I'm sure if there was a reasonable settlement, they would definitely take that instantly and just get be done with it. But he can't say that publicly. So I understood it, but yeah. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. I'm kind of curious too, uh, because let's say he do plan on fighting these cases, and let's say he he win every last one of these little civil lawsuits. I wonder, um, do he still get suspended by the league? Because it's it, it, because it's not like a thing where he settled, which means he kind of did something, and you know the NFL got to punish you for you know getting in this situation, but. You know, if it's a case where, you know, he's not charged crim- criminally and he fought all of these civil cases and won and didn't have to, you know, pay anybody a penny. Like, do you think he just get a, just go on with his life as far as playing in the NFL or do he still got to suffer a consequence? The NFL has to do something. You know, they're being very pressured here. A lot of people feel bad about this. And, and the NFL is going to do something, man. There's no way these civil cases are going to be cleared by the time the NFL season starts. So they're mm-hmm. still going to be out there. And I think once they look up the text messages and they see certain things and see what he's already admitted, they'll have to give him some kind of suspension. It can't be the whole season when he wasn't criminally charged with anything. They can't justify that. Um, but they will – they have to do something just off the pressure they're getting and the heat they're getting from the media, from women's groups. You know, you can't be doing a women's history month press <laughs> program and yeah. then have on the, on the same month at the Deshaun Watson press conference. Oh, no, yeah, he's the highest paid guaranteed money contract yeah. in the history of the league. Yeah. They have to do something. And I yeah. get it. But. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to get suspended for some amount of games. I don't think it's going to be – it can't be the whole season. They can't justify that. And he'll probably appeal and get it even lessened more so than that. But, yeah, they're, they're going to do something, man. The, the heat is, is too hot. Yeah. They, they got to cool things down, man. Yeah. That, so that's a little bit something. That's a little bit scary. Like, I know the situation I just explained, it probably won't happen. I don't, I don't see him – fighting all of these 22 cases and winning every last one of them. I don't think he's going to fight them that long, but I don't see him just coming out clean like that. But if he did, man, and he still, you know, gets suspended, it's like, damn, man, like, when if, you know, when if it was a situation where it was people lying on him, trying to bring him down, and he had to fight for his life and still <laughs> get suspended for clearing his name pretty much. That's kind of that's a little little scary because now, you know, you can you can find thirty women who you know, and I ain't trying to you know I ain't trying to make it like that, but mm-hmm. I'm saying you can find thirty people to accuse you of anything, and it could be a lie. And now you gotta pretty much fight for your life <laughs> to clear your name. It could fuck up your reputation, man. Especially if it's not, um, you know, if, if it's not true or real 
and you still suffer like a suspension after clearing everything up to, to prove that you didn't do it. I mean, I get what you're saying, but in this case, I just wouldn't feel bad because he made out even, like, look, if you give me $230 million and, and say the caveat is you got to deal with 22 sexual assault cases, but there are, there's no criminal charges. You just got to sell them civilly. Like, I, I would take that any day of the week, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, like, even though, presuming I'm innocent, of course. Yeah. But, like, the fact that he made out like a bandit, and he's, he's this punishment is going to be light, man. Okay. He already got paid a whole season for not playing. Yeah. So, fuck it. Some of this could be payback for that. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to sit out a whole season and got paid for it. So, I don't feel like I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, I, I don't this feel, could be a bad yeah, precedent. I, yeah, I don't feel bad at all. But it's just I, I'm I'm just more pointing out the NFL. Like if he because it really stuck out to me him saying he want to fight this and yeah. clear his name. So it's like, damn, maybe he maybe he is serious. Maybe he do want to fight these civil cases and and win them all. But if if he do, I mean, how more? I mean, how that's more clear than the criminal and, you know, just paying somebody off. That's that's clear, clear to me. So if you sat there and, you know, you you didn't get charged criminally and and you beat the the civil cases where you didn't settle like other people would have. Then it's like, damn, like he he still got to get suspended, too, (laughs) even though he proved everything that, you know, he kind of beat everything. But, you know, I'm sure that's not going to be the case, though. I don't see him yeah. fighting all of this and winning, to be honest. No, I feel what you're saying. And that's why I think a lot of this is going to depend on the NFL investigation mm-hmm. and what they find out, you yeah. know. And they got to find something that justifies them suspending him, Yeah. you know. And if they do, then that's that. But yeah. they got to prove what they found. They got to show what they found and make us something justifiable, you know, not even assuming that he actually assaulted anybody or may did anything, but just something to prove that this sits, this fits what we suspended people for, for before. So as long as they do that, that they can justify it, but it depends on what they find out, man. So do you just have to see, do you think it's possible that the NFL would um, try to uh, beef up the suspension for the simple fact, how they work the contract where, he won't make. Uh, he won't lose as much <laughs> for the first year because of this suspension. I think they'll be pressured to, but then I can think he'll appeal it, and then he could win that appeal. Because yeah, yeah you can't suspend somebody based off of that. Yeah, like, that, I, I've seen a that, lot of people saying that, and I just don't see it, man. Because look, I can see the the uh, the uh, the players' union or whatever they call stepping in, like, no, nah, you can't yeah. do this. Like how you gonna make his suspension uh, all all season because he worked his contract in a way where it won't affect him financially? Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I, if he settle all of these cases, I don't think he gonna get a year. I think he'll probably get maybe it probably probably be like six to eight games, and they'll probably end up cutting that in half eventually. Mm-hmm. He probably do like four or five four or five games or something. Yeah, that's what I think, too. And I think they might give him a bigger suspension knowing he'll appeal and win the appeal. But they yeah. just have to look good. Like, the NFL's integrity is at, you know, 
it is in question here too. And they've had enough, you know, where we really shouldn't judge their judgment or trust their judgment in a lot of cases. But yeah, man, um, it's a crazy case. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson is not our problem. I mean, he's your problem still. You're a Browns I mean, fan. Yeah. So you got to answer that question, man. How do you feel about that as a Browns fan? Like, are you excited for this new season with Deshaun Watson? Uh, even if he doesn't play the first three, four games, maybe. Are you still hyped about this season as a Browns fan? Um, I, I would, I would still be excited, man. To be honest, because look, I, I don't like him being in this situation at all. It's, it's not a good look on any team. But man, he's still a franchise quarterback, man. And I know it looked like the Browns gave up a haul, which I think it's, I think it's enough. But dude, you could have, you could have gave like. A, a quarterback like Deshaun, you could have got way more for that. And if it wasn't for the legal stuff, you probably could have got more. And I think, you know, I think they don't have to worry about a quarterback for the next, you know, 10 years at least. So um, unless Deshaun just go off the wall and just become just a, a terrible person where he might end up out the league or something, which I, I highly doubt. I think I think the Browns are are good, man. Because look, they they gave up a whole bunch of draft picks, but they ain't, look, man. They ain't really need those draft picks, man. They those draft picks weren't gonna do nothing unless they had a quarterback. And I think they finally got a quarterback. And I'm I'm like I said, I'm excited for the people in the city. I know a lot of people still feel skeptical, but once he step out on the field and he start winning games. I think people will jump on board, man. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, man. Look, there's no NFL games going on right now, so people are going to talk about the storylines more. But yeah. I think once football gets rolling, you know, yeah. like people are going to forget all about it. It's going to be a shit. long offseason yeah. too, man. <laughs> it will be. Uh, but the Browns did also sign Jacoby Brissett today, yeah. man. So, I mean, he can hold the fort down. You know, he's done it before. He's been in a starting role as well. So, I mean, I think he could hold down the fort. I mean, as a Browns fan who presumes he's innocent, I would be excited to move on from Baker, knowing you have all these weapons at your disposal now, knowing that you've been a joke for so long and now you have a real title shot. So, yeah, yeah. I'm happy for the Browns fans, you know, like like disregarding the off-field stuff, which may or may not be true. Yeah, I'm Happy for the Browns fans, man. Y'all got something to look forward to. That's the thing too, man, because um it depends where you look on social media. On my on Twitter, you see a lot of anti Deshaun people. Which, you know, it is what it is. I'm not mad at y'all, you know. If you was a Texans fan and you ain't like the way he left, then shoot, yeah, bash him all you want. Like that's that's on you. But um if you look at the general public like the you know, the people that's not in Houston, like just 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 take a look at Deshaun Watson page and the people that follow him or or just look at a random hip-hop blog site that posts something about Deshaun and look in the comments. You see a lot of people that's like, man, why are they doing that brother like that? Hey, man, support this man. It's, you know, it's he, he get a lot of love on those pages. But, you know, when it comes to, like, Browns pages or, you know, Texans pages, whenever they talking about Deshaun, then it's like, Creep, pervert, sexual predator. So it, it's kind of all over the place, man. It seemed like it seemed like um, people in Houston 
are and 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 Cleveland for that fact are the only ones that kind of have a problem with them. But the the mass majority, the the celebrities, you don't really hear anything about that. <laughs> they're they're actually cool with them. So it's it's pretty interesting, man. It really is, man. Now the question is though, do you feel like you have to be more low key? about your Browns fandom at this point. Yes. <laughs> you can't be, I mean, before you could post Browns highlights and not make anybody yeah. upset. Now if Deshaun Watson has a record setting touchdown game, you cannot retweet that man. See, you don't really wait, you see, don't upset your people see, in Houston. See, that's a little different because once the season get rolling, then I think all of that shit go out the window where, you know, they, you know, you gotta, you know, it's gonna be out there regardless. But right now, when, with him not playing a game, with him, you know, not being suspended yet, I can't sit there and tweet, hey, Deshaun, I can't tweet a picture of Deshaun Watson like, yeah, Deshaun Watson, he in the building. Because that just looks super insensitive right now. <laughs> yeah. But I'm more talking about upsetting your listeners. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Because, like, let's say – Davis Mills has a game where he throws four interceptions and we get blown out. <laughs> and then Deshaun Watson has a game where he throws seven touchdowns or some shit. <laughs> like, would you feel comfortable retweeting and say, yeah, go Brent, go dog pal. <laughs> to be honest, I probably wouldn't because okay. I actually slowed down a lot with that because, um, because a lot of people used to hit me up whenever the Browns have a bad game or some shit. And we're like, damn, like mistake on the lake and all this other bullshit. But um, I didn't really do it the past two years for the simple fact that the Texans been so bad. And don't nobody want to see uh, another nigga gloating like that. <laughs> like if your team is doing bad, the last thing you want to see is somebody else that's covering the Houston Texans sit, sitting there posting about – the Browns or some other team like, Oh yeah, we good. Blah, 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 blah. So I, tr I tried to slow that down overall, but um, definitely this year, I probably, I probably wouldn't do that. Especially if it was like the uh, game versus the Texans. I don't, yeah, I, pr yeah, I, pr I pr if they get blue blown out or something, I ain't going to sit there rubbing in everybody face and nothing. But, really? but yeah. Celebrate in silence. Yeah, man, <laughs> you do. It's funny because a couple people hit me up. That's that's uh, media people in Cleveland, and they was like, they was happy about getting the Sean Watson, but they couldn't post about it because you know it's super, you know, a sensitive t topic. But they was just like, man, Baker Mayfield is fucking trash, man. <laughs> like we finally got the <laughs> franchise quarterback, but I can't talk about it like I want to. So it's a it's a tricky situation, man. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a long, like you said, long off season, man. You got camp, you got preseason games, you got mm -hmm. a whole lot to go. Man, we ain't even to the draft yet, man. <laughs> yeah, the draft coming up too. So yeah, yeah. a lot of time to go. So mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see how but things go. I but. still can't believe he a Cleveland Brown, man. <laughs> I really can't either. It, it, I ain't gonna lie. You know, you know when somebody else go to another team, it's like, oh, they look good in that. You know, no colors. I don't, I feel like a Deshaun Watson Browns jersey don't look right, man. <laughs> it just it looks super weird, man. It don't like look it has right. no. I, I gotta be honest, man. The Browns just have no swag in in their uniforms, in their colors. Like, look, I, I gotta be. I know you're from Cleveland, man. I want to dog your no, team. No, like no, it's all good. <laughs> but they they have like the most swagless uniforms 
in the league. It's I the feel, same man. fucking uniforms from 1960, yes. man. <laughs> it's like from when people first started throwing the foot pigskin yeah. around. It was actually probably pigskin. <laughs> and they wearing the same colors yeah. from 1928. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, it don't look modern at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I ain't mad at that. I think they just trying to hold on to that. Hey, We've been around since the fifties and all that shit. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see how things go, man. Going to be a very interesting NFL season. You can tell already. So many things going on. Also, rumors of Tom Brady to Miami. That would be mm. crazy, man. <laughs> Look at all those quarterbacks in the AFC, man. If he go to yeah. Miami, <laughs> that's crazy. Brady to Brady to Tyreek Hill would be absolutely insane, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if we're ready for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go, man. The wildest offseason I can remember ever yeah. in yeah. the history of the NFL. <laughs> I didn't so, even think Tyreek Hill was getting traded, man. That just came out of nowhere, did, man. That really did, <laughs> and he was traded within like hours. Yeah, like the rumors one hour came. We up. heard he might get traded, and then the trade was done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, damn, that that's crazy, man. I ain't expect that at all. <laughs> Never know what to expect the NFL these days, man. It's wild, wild west out here. Anything goes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the most entertaining offseason, I think, in a long time for the NFL. I think ever. <laughs> every day. Every, you think March Madness is going to finally take over, and then some big thing happens, and now we talk about the NFL again. So, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, shout out to the Houston Cougars, of course, yeah. making it to the Elite Eight mm-hmm. once again. They're going against Benel Nova. Hopefully they pull that one out, man. Great team by so. Kelvin Sampson doing yeah, a damn they thing. They balling, so man. They looking, they, they playing really like are. an NBA team, man. <laughs> like they looking scary. <laughs> they really and then man, they lost like their entire team, <laughs> came back, and they still they dominating, dog. It's yeah, wild. It's man. crazy. So yeah. <laughs> nah, that, that, that's just the great coaching, man. Kelvin Sampson really turned that whole program program around. Mm-hmm. So really proud of that. I them, hope man. he don't Hopefully go nowhere, man. Out. I hope, man, he can't. I hope he can't. Punk ass UT or some shit try to offer him a hundred million. I hope. I hope. Yeah, he better uh, stay here, man. He nah, man. He, they they can't lose him. Tillman got to open up the pocketbook. Yes. Pay him whatever. You cannot. Yes. Lose I don't even man. want him going to the damn Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> you st- stay. Nah. <laughs> pay him well, like I, you're I, playing I, for the Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. If he become, maybe I don't know. If he become the coach for the Rockets right now, do they go somewhere? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's just mean, stay in Houston, even, man. Get to yeah. that Final Four. Get to that national championship game, man. If if he wins, that's a national championship. He can lead, but yeah, not until then. Okay, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we need at least one, man. We've had too many good Houston basketball teams to not even have one so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. we really had two yeah. <laughs> two good teams so actually we have more than that but still yeah. um you get my point what up everybody got another another uh great a special guest and uh you know we're always promoting uh black businesses on the gym to juice podcast at least we tried to especially uh local houston ones and we have a dope one you got to check out man we got the co-founder of houston's first trill pedal bike party <laughs> it's called trill on wheels and we got the co-founder joining us jonathan jonathan glad to have you now first off we got to stop there because we got to explain to you an uninitiated what exactly is a pedal bike party 
For sure, for sure. So thank you all for having me. I'm Jonathan, the chief disruptor of Trill on Wheels. Uh, <laughs> this is the country's first hip hop party bike. So what the party bike is, 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 you know, 13 to 15 pedal passengers who are pedaling along a tour route um, and they're pushing this vehicle along, along the way. So just imagine, you know, a pedicab, um, but, you know, you're pedaling along the way. So um, we can fit up to 13 folks at a time. It's a two hour BYOB tour throughout Third Ward. We make two bar stops um, at 5015 and at the Savoy, supporting other black owned businesses in Third Ward. Uh, we also play hip hop trivia. We call it Trill Trivia. And then we also have our trap karaoke because, you know, you know, we love this to turn up and sing along to our classics out here. So it's just an awesome time. It's the, it's the best way to kind of celebrate life's biggest moments out here in Houston. And yeah, we, we launched March 12th and it's been nonstop ever since. So thank you all for having me and, you know, allowing me to kind of tell my story. So I, I got to pick your brain, man. What made you come up with a concept like this, man? We was talking yeah. a little earlier and I was sitting there like, hey, I need to come up with some type of dope business. And when I heard about Trillin' Wheels, I'm like, man, I wish I could have thought of that. That's yeah. that's something uh, unique. Somebody is something that a lot of people not doing. So what what made you come up with that? Are you into cycling or something or what made you come yeah, up with I, that? I actually am a cyclist. So shout okay. out to my crew, the free riders. Um, but that wasn't like the catalyst for the idea for the Trill on Wheels concept. So my wife and I were actually um, fasting at the time. So I, this is all God inspired in, in my eyes. But, you know, we are fascinated and inspired by a party bike company out in Nashville. And right then and there, I said, you know, I'm going to create a similar experience to this in Houston. But we're going to put our flavor on it, we're going to put our culture in the mix. So our music, our slab culture from our cars uh, in our neighborhoods. And one of the things I also noticed was the other party bike companies across the country, you know, if you go on their websites, on their Instagrams and their social channels, you don't see people that look like us. It, it's almost like they're talking around us. But I've seen folks that look like us on party bikes, in escape rooms, at X-Drawing events. So we're, you know, we're open and interested to these, you know, novel concepts and we're willing to try these types of things for our birthdays and our bachelorette parties, but we're not being targeted with marketing. We're not being spoken to. So I found a niche, I found a hole in the industry and I made my mind up that I'm coming in to disrupt it. And here we are, you know, a year later with Trill on Wheels, you know, being the, the most popular thing to do for life's biggest moments out here, so. Now, that's dope to hear, man. I think you're right. I think a lot of these new, like you said, axe throwing and stuff like that, there's a lot of things that I guess are associated more with whiteness in yeah. a way, you know. But, you know, we like to do things, too. We like to be outside. We don't just be in the club. You know, actually, most of my friends don't be in the club at all anymore, man. We 30 yeah. plus at this point. So, you know, everybody's looking for some dope things to do within the city. That's not just your typical go to the club or go to a bar. And it seems like a kind of dope mix of all that, man. So real, real dope idea. Uh, so what what can people expect when they first book their two hour trip? And how, how would you promote it to like, let's say some people who have never done anything like this before? Yeah. Uh, what can they expect when they book their first uh, trip with you? For sure. For sure. So our tour in itself is very, this culture rich and culture field. 
We are owned and operated out of Third Ward, Houston, which is one of our, you know, historic black neighborhoods out here in the city. So just in itself, it's being in a neighborhood has a certain type of energy. It's nothing but black businesses out there, black homeowners, beautiful architecture, um, and there's a lot of rich history when it comes to the music and nightlife and all that stuff. So we really wanted to kind of celebrate that and base our business in that neighborhood in particular. Um, but then from there, you know, once you get on the bike, you know, you'll see our, that our, you know, the design for the bike was pulled from slab culture. So you're going to see the swangers <laughs> for the rims. You're going to see um, a custom-made mural by my boy Mike at Houston Halos. I definitely want to shout him out. Mike at Houston Halos. I had the concept living in my head as far as how the bike is going to look and feel, and he brought it to life. Um, and then from there, you know, we got the candy painted vinyl wrap. We got the neon lights. Um, and then it's, you know, it's C13. So, you know, 13 peddlers at a time will be peddling us throughout our two-hour tour. It's BYOB. We also have hookah. So for, you know, um, the folks who are 420 four friendly, you know, we won't be able to, you know, go that route, but we do have the hookah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, you'll pedal throughout our route. Um, we got our curated uh, Houston only playlist, which is is full of jammers and classic songs, and then also new hits, you know, from like artists like B King and Mona Leo and and um, you know DJ XO and all that stuff. And then, um, but yeah, yeah, we make two bar stops. We got the trill trivia, we got the trap karaoke, and it's this nonstop party for two hours. So it's an awesome time. That's, that's that's dope, man. Yeah, leave, leave the blunts at home, people. We still in Texas <laughs> now. Like, don't be yeah. don't be blowing up the spot. Y'all over there in public. Don't get everybody caught up. Yeah, you smoke up. Leave that at home, man. <laughs> no, that's a dope idea, man. Yeah. yeah, appreciate that, man. Thank you. Uh, so uh, what I, I guess how Figgy like, already asked how you came up with this, but um. Have you had any difficulty like getting people? Because you know, like you said, we you know a lot of people don't know things like this are out here. Yeah. Have you had difficulty like showing people like, hey, there's a black you know black founded yeah. uh, party bike? You know, have you had any trouble getting the word out, or have you seen people come organically and kind of seek you out? Yeah, I think it's been a, a bit of a mix because you know people are kind of familiar with the party bike concepts. They've seen them around downtown and midtown, so it's not just you know, just some novel concept that they'd never seen before for the most part. They just haven't seen our type of bike, you know, with the, you know, the mural and the, the music and all that stuff. Um, the biggest hurdle has been with the physical part of it. Like a lot of folks ask, like, do I actually have to pedal? So one of the key benefits to our party bike is that we do have an electric assist motor on the bike. Okay. You are moving your legs, you are pushing the bike along, but it's very, very, very light work. With our electric assist motor, um, the bike actually does most of the, the movement itself. So, you know, you're there just to really have a good time and celebrate. So that's been like the, you know, one of the, I guess, um, main questions that I've had in the past couple of weeks. But, you know, we can easily get around that for sure. Okay. Now let's get to our next question. Like, how intense was the bike ride? Because I yeah. know some people don't want to be sweating when they're out there. This isn't spin class. <laughs> this is definitely um, a little bit of movement for sure. You're outside, you know, so you're going to burn a couple of those calories that you, you take it down with those alcohol or those shots. <laughs> or whatever. But 
um uh yeah the electric assist motor you know really makes it light work so sure okay <laughs> so um so i've been living in houston since 2016 and what i realized is a lot of houston celebrities or artists they really support stuff like this especially um black owned stuff that show you know love to the culture so yeah, have yeah. anybody any um houston artists reached out to you or show some love to you know what you got going on so far not not many uh notable artists yet um you know we're still growing we're still grinding i think we still have some some work to do as far as getting trill on wheels like a, a commonplace name here in the city so we still have some work to do there but um a lot of the djs have supported us a lot of influencers, bloggers, some YouTubers out here in Houston. Um, and then, you know, I, I definitely want to shout out my family, my friends. You know, they aren't, you know, the biggest names here in the city. But the amount of love as far as, this, you know, reposting us and sharing us on their pages, that has led to business. So, yeah, that's that's that means the world to us for sure. Um, and then I, I know that, you know, the, the cosigns from... Jay Prince and 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 Lil Flip and Lil Kiki and B King. I know those cosigns will come because you know we are definitely all about the culture. Um, but you know, and all in due time, you know, we're building things brick by brick. So you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. And and your business is kind of interesting too because you know we're, we're just kind of out the pandemic. I guess yeah. quote unquote. I mean, technically, it's still here. We just kind of moved on. Um, but 2020 was a very tough year for a lot of small businesses. You know, a lot of people had to close up, yeah. take out loans. And uh, you started kind of in the aftermath of that pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like in a way that, you know, because people were looking for things to do outside, people couldn't really be indoors. Was that any kind of a, a difference in the business you got or the attraction of your trill on wheels? The fact that it's outside, it's a little bit active and yeah. you're not somewhere indoors risking, you know, your health potentially. Yeah. yeah you know, it all kind of made sense as I was formulating the business plan and putting my pieces together and figuring out what problems will this concept solve. Being able to be outdoors and have that social distance and 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 being able to still be active and to be in um, and have connection with others, um, it all kind of worked out and made sense. So, yeah, I, I don't think that if, if we launched during 2020, I don't think uh, we would have been as successful as a launch. Um, but, you know, now that we are at the aftermath, people are, you know, getting back active. They still want to be social, but. You know, being surrounded by hundreds in a you know enclosed space might not make the best the best sense for them. So this is a great alternative for those folks who are still a little conscious about you know how they spend their time for sure. So it all kind of worked out, man. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. It does seem like it, man. Yeah. And it's a, a good timing for it in a way. So yeah, very very excited. I, I kind of want to try this myself, man. You kind of sold me. I was me. just about to say, man. Rocket, take a little trip. Yeah, Rocket yeah. haven't been getting out as much, you know, from the pandemic. I'm like, this yeah. might be the perfect get the getaway, man, because like he said, we a little too old to be in the club and surrounded by all these people. This might be the yeah. perfect getaway, man. Plus, I. It's nothing wrong with taking the tour around Third Ward, man. I love going to Third Ward, just riding man. around, just looking, man. So man. this might be even better on a party bike. 
Yeah, man. And y'all bring up a good point, man. You know, I'm 36. I've been in the club scene since I was 13 years old. So I've seen and I've done everything. So at this point in my life, I'm still extroverted. I'm still, I love to connect with other folks here in the city. I love networking. I love partying. So for me, this is a great opportunity for me just to still be able to you know, be out on the scene, have that type of fun that I've always had or without, you know, just doing the normal, okay, we got to buy a section, we got to pay $400 for a bottle, we're going to have to do this, we do have to do that, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know how many more of those nights I have in me, but <laughs> I can do this for sure, you know what I'm saying? This is this yeah. is right up my alley for sure, man. Yeah, it's funny because you mentioned the $400 for a bottle and buying a section. I'll yeah. be like, damn, I ain't trying to pay for parking. And I'm like, man, <laughs> if I can't find a way to park, man, <laughs> I'm going home, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not trying to pay $40. Yeah, twenty forty dollars just to park, yeah. mm-hmm. and then yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I got too spoiled, man, because I started going to the little white bars where they yeah. don't charge anything. They could just you could just walk in, but uh, uh, certain clubs is like, man, I ain't trying to pay no forty dollars to get in charge, because yeah. a rapper is in here. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly, exactly, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's some XYZs in the building. Okay, you got yeah. Me. I'm just trying to drink and listen to some music. And <laughs> it isn't that easy anymore, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, so this is just a perfect alternative. And it's also like a, a good um, complimentary, you know, situation for that as well, because we still have folks like last weekend, we had um, a birthday group that was in town um, from Chicago. So they did trill on wheels with us and then they went to the club afterwards. So it made sense. It was like a part of like a full night. They had the energy to do it. You know, I like, hey, we love to be part of y'all night, you know. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you know, they they celebrated with us, did did the Trill on Wheels experience, and then they were able to go out and get their section and all that stuff. And it made perfect sense for them and for that night. So, yeah, it's just, you know, it can substitute the club or, you know, that that normal nightlife type experience. Or I can add to it. It can be like the pre the pregame or the postgame, you know. So it kind of just fits in perfect. So um, so when you booking for this, do you have to book with a certain amount of people? Or uh how do it work? Like um, can I just yeah. let's say it's me and four other people. Can we yeah. do that? Do we have to like grab other people too? Or how yeah. do that part work? Yeah, so you can book up to 13 people. So if you have a group of seven or more. You have to book a private party and reserve the entire bike for yourself. Now, if you have six or less, those are just individual seats. And, you know, you just pay that price for that individual seat. We have a ton of solo riders, which is what I love to see. I have so many people just buying one ticket, one ticket here, one ticket there, because they just want to get out. They want to experience something. They don't necessarily want to wait on their friends to pick up and respond to that group text and all that. They saw it on Instagram. They saw it on TikTok. You know what? This is something that I want to do. I want to try. Let me just get out there and do it. Um, we also have a lot of folks who are transplants who just moved to Houston and they want to experience the city. This is an awesome opportunity for them just to connect with other other folks who, who are here who are like minded um, for them to actually see some of the bars for them to see third board. So, yeah, yeah. If it's just one person, if it's a date night, if it's two or three folks. You know, it, it makes sense in any occasion. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are completely flexible when it comes to the group sizes. Yeah. Well, that's dope. I didn't, I didn't know y'all do one deep, man. I be rolling yeah. one deep a whole lot too. So, yeah. no, that's yeah. dope that you actually have a lot yeah. of solo riders out there, man. 
Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's when I was, you know, this has been a year in the making, man. So for me, I was just very methodical and very like strategic in how are we going to present this to different groups. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about, you know, folks, a lot of folks have social anxiety, man. You know, you've been locked up in a house for a year or, you know, you might not be as extroverted and you don't like large crowds and all that. Like I was, I was thinking through like, how can I talk to that person as well? Like, how can I make this person feel comfortable with coming out, you know, experiencing the city, experiencing the nightlife or the, the daytime situations that we also have, having a drink, um, experiencing third board. And like, how can we make it special for them as well? And it just fits. It fits a lot of different situations, which is really dope for me to see, you know. Yeah, I think you sold us all, man. I think definitely everybody <laughs> listening now want to try this out. Now, I do have to ask this, though, because we are a uh, hip-hop podcast. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. you're deep in the hip-hop culture. Yeah. So we got to know, in general, who your top five consists of, man. <laughs> oh, uh, man. You ain't got to be in no exact order. Just right. your top five favorite rappers of all time. Who you put up there? I'm going to go with Houston. Okay. I'm going to go with Houston only. We're going gonna to stay on on. Okay. Okay, okay. So I'm going to go number five, Big Mo. Okay. Big Mo's going to start off with number five. Number four, I'm going to go with um, Lil O. Lil O's going to be my Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. Number three, this is where it gets tough. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Kiki. Lil Kiki going to be my number three. Respect it. All right, number two is going to be zero. Okay, Ooh, who's gonna be number one? Man? Oh man, <laughs> yeah, my number one's gonna be Fat Pat. Okay, Fat okay, it's gonna be my top five Houston. Um, it's it's hard because it, this city just has so much talent and so much like creativity and yeah, and classic tracks. But like me personally, who I'm listening to on a daily basis still, and who I grew up just admiring, that's probably gonna be you know my. My top five for sure. Yeah. See, I, I mean, I really respect the Fat Pat at number one, man, because that's actually lets you know that you actually listen to a lot of Houston music. Yeah. I feel like he's kind of underrated in terms of like his skill, man. Like I, I'm a big Fat Pat fan, yeah. fan too, but a lot yeah. of people don't rank him up there. Like they would put like Scarface number one or yeah, yeah. Zero number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect the Fat Pat, man. He yeah. wasn't around long, but he I, I respect him at number one. Yeah, I, I respect this list for the simple fact that like a simp like me would have expected like, oh, um, Chameleon there, Paul Wall, yeah. uh, Slim, <laughs> Thug, Slim Thug, Mike yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah. I like this list a lot, man. Show you how, you know, trill you are, man. No pun intended. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's yeah, 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 yeah. man. Exactly, exactly, man. You know, just growing up here, man, being exposed to, you know, just these legendary artists, man. You know, it's, it's kind of hard not to fall in love with the culture we have here. So, creating this type of experience is this pure passion for me. You know, this is a passion play for me, man. This is, you know, combining a lot of elements that I really enjoy, uh, from cycling, being outside. Um, music, drinking with friends, third ward, black, you know, mm -hmm. so it's just, it's hitting a lot of levers for myself as well. So appreciate that. No, I think that's the most important thing when you start a business, man, it's gotta be something you really enjoy. It can't mm -hmm. just be the bag chase. You know, we prioritize the bag chase yeah. in our culture a whole lot. 
But I think when you actually wake up and you're doing what you love to do and things you would be doing normally if you weren't at work, that's what makes it special, man. So mm-hmm. yeah. definitely want to check this out. Definitely recommend everybody listening and check this mm-hmm. out. So tell people, though, how, how do they actually go ahead and book their first Trill on Wheels session? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you can find us on trillonwheels.com. Again, that is trillonwheels.com. All of our bookings happen through our website. But if you have any questions, um, if you want to see some of our dope content that we're putting out, you know, you can check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Trill on Wheels as well. So, Okay, y'all make your book it today, man. Sound like it's going to be hot in the future. Might yeah. be if you wait too long, you might have to be a six month <laughs> waiting list or something, man. So yeah, I might have to ahead. jump on it now, man. I'm, I'm glad y'all do the single rise, the single or the double yeah. the, or the dates, yeah. man. I, I shoot, exactly. Man. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, we wanted to make it open for everybody to enjoy. You don't have half a you don't have to have a minimum to take a ride, man. But yeah, I appreciate y'all. You know, just believing in the concept and just giving me some time today for sure. This means a lot for me for sure. No problem, man. Make sure y'all check out trillonwheels.com. And yeah, thank you, Jonathan, having you on. Like you said, we love to learn about, you know, new black businesses and and new, just interesting things to do in a city. Man, yeah. and you got both of them going right now. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, I think our listenership will appreciate this being music fans and, you know, people, people who just love the city. So yeah. make yeah. everybody make sure y'all check that out. And thanks again for joining us, man. man thank y'all, man. Y'all be blessed. <laughs> sure. Peace out. All right, we good. All right, cool, man. Um, that was cool, man. We appreciate dope. it. Just let us know if you need anything from us. Man, this is dope, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, y'all, y'all gave me that top five. Luckily, luckily, I was like, somebody gonna ask you this one day. So let me, let me not be stuck on on, on on live on live camera, man. So we not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was cool. I, I like how you kept it Houston too, man. Yeah, yeah you yeah. kept it on brand. But, but yeah, man, just let me know if you need something. Um, yeah, man, just, I appreciate y'all, man. Just, and I love to connect with y'all in person, man. So, you yes. know, if y'all let me I'm, I'm always at our, our lot, you know, okay. just cleaning up and getting things ready for the weekend. So I love to connect with y'all for sure, bro. Yeah, for sure. And um, also, we do advertisements and stuff like that, too. I create yeah, yeah. I create commercials and stuff. So if you ever yeah, yeah, yeah. interested in something like that, man, just just let me know, man. We yeah, love yeah, to push. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. Like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about that uh, last week. I was like, man, I want to put out, like, some something dope because Comcast has um, these spots that you can buy, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, I need to get on Comcast and start doing some TV ads because mm-hmm. I know the, the price isn't that, that crazy. So um, just need to get it recorded and put it out there, and then also doing some some ads on some shows and stuff too, man. So yeah, yeah. Let ready. me know, man. I, I sit here all day long and creating uh, commercials, right. man. So it's right. it's yeah, super yeah, easy for go. me, man. Yeah. I um shoot, I was gonna try to give you my number just in case you need something from me, but um I can't even put it in this thing comment session. But yeah, just take my number down, man. Just. You know, like I said, if you need something from me, just hit me up. You put it in the chat. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, it won't let. Or you can, uh, if it ain't going there, you can DM. You can DM me on. I know we. I follow you. Oh on, yeah, on yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I DM. Yeah, I I shoot you a DM on there. All right. All right. All right.
sure, man. All right, cool, man. Nice to meet you. Hopefully, we'll meet you yeah, sometime yeah. soon. <laughs> I love to connect with y'all in person, man. Y'all strong brothers, man. So I appreciate y'all having me on. So hmm. thank y'all. Um, other topics that happened. Oh, yeah. I got to toot my own horn a little bit <laughs> because I've been proven right on the Jim's News podcast about the long debate we've had, uh, Figgy. Your man, Bow Wow, um, I'm sorry, Shad Moss, <laughs> formerly known as Bow Wow. Uh, we got to talk about his Twitter rant, man. He went on a very self-deprecating Twitter rant this last week where he basically said all his music was bad. He mm-hmm. called all his albums mid. He said all pe- people were naming their favorite songs and were like, nah, that was mid. Any song that went number two was mid. He didn't even have plaques. And basically, he docked Jay's D, uh, Jermaine Dupree. Mm. You know, he said Snoop Dogg. He kind of pulled a game the way Game said that uh, Kanye did more than Dre did for his career. Yeah. Uh kind of did the same thing here, man. He said Snoop did more for him than Jermaine Dupree did, despite the fact that Jermaine Dupree produced all his hit albums and made all his hit songs, his best songs. and gave him a career. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said that. Snoop did more for him and was bigger for him. And he also said he himself is not an icon or a legend. Mm, mm, mm. And they, he, even the dog, <laughs> the funniest thing is that his fans were bringing up the same arguments you did <laughs> when you were defending him being a legend, saying, What other kid rapper has done this? Bow yeah. Wow himself said, There were plenty of other kid rappers before me. There's nothing special about me being a kid rapper. He named Criss Cross. He named like image, like all the other kid rappers that came before him. And he said that that doesn't make me an icon. So I'm like, yes, he's making my <laughs> argument for me. He must have heard the podcast at one point and agree with me. Shoot, you need to hop uh, on the podcast. I mean, really, that nah, I don't nah, know yeah, yeah. about wow, man. <laughs> I don't be ready for that yet. But uh, how do you feel about this Bow Wow rant, man? Do you agree with him now that he's admitted? Do you you think he's not a legend now since he won't admit he's a legend? I mean, he laid it all out. I can't even I can't even defend this, man. If he don't like his music at all and he feel like all the stuff he did wasn't that good and he feel like he's he's not a legend. I can't even defend that, man. (laughs) But um. But my thoughts on him talking, I guess, pretty much saying, uh, going on this whole rant, I wonder if he just truly going through something, man, because he always going through a lot and he kind of vent vent a lot on Twitter. So I wonder if he's actually going through something for him to sit here to pretty much call out JD. And um, like I said, I'm not I'm not sitting here and saying JD need to be, you know, glorified or anything like that but this dude is the reason why you're where you're you're at so i i just didn't understand that part man i think that's that's the part that kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit it's like come on man like i can understand if you ain't feeling your songs like how everybody else is because as an artist that that kind of happens pretty often where you know fans like a certain song that you hate and you hate performing. I, I mean, how many times do do you think Joe Budden like pump it up? Like he probably don't care about that song, but a lot of people did. And um, yeah, man, I I wonder if he's going through something, man. <laughs> it, I I thought it was a little strange, but 
I guess to this day, I can't sit there and call him a legend now, man. He said it, it, <laughs> it came out of his own mouth. <laughs> he said he's not a legend. So I'm going to back off of it, man. I ain't going to. I ain't going to cake for him no more, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really shocked by this whole Twitter rant, man. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Ryan Peterson, who <laughs> called out me for being bald. He said, first guy's hair is a masterpiece. That's Figgy Fig, sir. Show some respect, please. <laughs> that's why second guy shaved his head. Can't top it anyway. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. I had a full head of hair, and I just shaved it because yeah. I could not match Figgy's hair, man. That's what all of us should do, honestly. <laughs> you should shave your hair. You ain't going to top. Look at this man, man. Look at his hair. You ain't topping that. I get it done, man. I need shave to your it damn done. head, too. We all got to be bald if we ain't like Figgy, man. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, the Bow Wow rant, I was really shocked he said all this, man. Honestly, if you would have asked me, name 50 rappers who would possibly go on a rant like this and be self-deprecating, Bow Wow wouldn't even be on it. Mm. Give me 200 people I would name before <laughs> him. Like, he's a he's a, a guy who always seemed to hype himself up to yeah. unrealistic degrees. So for him to have this moment of reflection and just say, I wasn't special. I wasn't iconic and my music wasn't legendary and it was all my albums were mid. I was shocked he said this, but then reading through the tweets, I could kind of see why he's saying this now. And I think he just has some kind of beef with JD. Mm. He keeps downplaying it. He keeps saying it's not beef, but he keeps bringing up the fact that he hasn't worked with Jermaine Dupree in 10 years. And he said he'll never work with him again. And it seemed like they had some kind of falling out where they're just not cool anymore. Mm. And the fact is, Jermaine Dupree curated your whole career. You know, mm -hmm. so when he listens to his old songs, I'm sure all he hears is JD yeah. already having the song done. And it's not his own vision. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Jermaine Dupree's vision. You know, Jermaine Dupree had all the tracks laid out for him. I'm sure he just came in and rapped. Yeah. So when you're he's 30 plus at this point, man, he's looking back in his career and I'm sure he can't really identify himself in his own work. And that has to be tough when you're an artist and you think, you know, you're creative and you see yourself as a creative person. He mentioned he wants to be known more for acting. Um, mm. I don't know if that's going to work <laughs> yeah. out, man. I don't know. I can't defend him on I, that one. <laughs> I saw Tokyo Drift, man. I don't know if that's going to work out for a Shab Moss. <laughs> Did you see but, lottery um, ticket? Or the lottery ticket, whatever that show. <laughs> he was in that. He was in one of the uh, Law and Order shows too, man. Really? Damn. Yeah, I think it got canceled. It was some kind of SBU or some cyber crime shit. I don't know. It was weird. I think it got canceled, but he was in that too. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I, I I get why he's saying this. It seems like he's just been, you know, reflective and has some beef with JD. He keeps shitting on JD every time people bring him up on his tweets. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's just some beef between them, and I think that's leaking out into what he's saying right now. But I just brought it up because I was proven right. Yeah. He said he wasn't a legend. We had a long debate <laughs> about an embarrassing long debate, honestly. Uh, yeah. About how, how Bow Wow is not a we legend. We should not be talking about he, Bow Wow this long. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I just bring it up to say it's settled, at yeah. least according to him. But I'm sure next week he'll say he's a legend anyway. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, other things that happened, Doja Cat supposedly quit music. Mm. I don't know if you saw this bullshit. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why she did, though. I, I looked into it, and it was so confusing. I really didn't understand what happened. Apparently, there was some kind of concert in Portugal 
that she was part of, but it rained a lot and to the point where they couldn't even perform. Mm. Uh, but I guess people were mad that she didn't even come out to greet fans or say anything. So all the Portuguese people went to social media and started trashing Doja Cat. Mm. And she said, basically, I'm sick of this shit. I'm done with it. I'm done with music. Fuck music. Fuck everything. I'm not built for this. Yeah. And so, you know, clearly it was a very just emotional moment for her. But, you know, everybody picked this up and said, hey, Doja Cat is quitting music. Doja Cat has apparently quit the music industry, which clearly is not the case. She clearly was just emotional about some shit that happened. Yeah. But uh, do you believe she is honest here? Do you think she's doing no. music, Figgy? <laughs> no. Even if she wanted to quit music, I don't think. See, these labels ain't about to let you quit music, man. They're gonna make. They're gonna make sure you get back in that studio and and record mm-hmm. and perform and all this other shit. I'm just kind. Of, I'm a little worried that. You know, I don't, I don't like seeing people having breakdowns over shit like this, man. So I, I just hope she, you know, get back into the music and perform and give everybody a good show. I want to see her, you know, during the show having a, a, a Kanye type of breakdown or something. So um, I hope she get back into it, man. She Look, man, her last album was actually all right. I, I reviewed it on here. Mm-hmm. And... um. Yeah, I'm not sure what she going through, but um, shit, I felt like the shit that uh, the the that shit she was doing in the chat line was a little more rough than this. That would have been a reason to, you know, try to get away. So hopefully she can overcome this and um, get back to doing what she doing. Did you did you see this little stat um about her album, <laughs> the um the album Planet Her? No, nah, what was it? So Doja's oh, yeah, cat it's in the run, guys. Oh yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, so it's the um so Doja's cat album, um Planet Her is now the most streamed female rap album of all time in Spotify history, <laughs> being the first female rap album in about four years to surpass Cardi B. And you know, that's cool and all, but I check I, I like to check out the comments when stuff like this is posted. And it was funny to see everybody like, this ain't a rap album. This ain't a rap album. They trip. This ain't a rap album, which I kind of agree with. But um, I don't know. It just I, I'm starting to get irritated with these little stats. Like me too. Why, what does that mean? Yeah, like like it's not. It's just weird how you say in Spotify history, but not Apple Music history. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like these. So is Spotify putting this out? <laughs> So, like, is that an accolade? Like, I just don't, I don't get it, man. I don't I get a little irritated with these these little personal stats. Yeah, and to even act like they're in, in history, like how many, in the streaming era, how many big female rappers have we had, honestly? Yeah. There's <laughs> Nicki and Cardi. Yes. Okay, in the streaming era. And mm-hmm. Nicki was honestly before the streaming era, so she barely counts. Yeah. But... Like it's not like we had Lil Kim putting her albums on Spotify, <laughs> and you know, so these yeah. they don't mean anything to me, man. Yeah. Streams don't mean anything. They got streaming factories, people just playing the songs nonstop. That's been exposed a while back. So mm-hmm. these streaming stats mean nothing to me, man. Like good for them. Hopefully, it got them some money because you know they don't be paying shit for streams, but <laughs> yeah. it means nothing to me in the context of. 
greatest sales or listeners or it isn't mean anything. Yeah. I wonder what's the, for them. I wonder what's the purpose of putting something out like this. I wonder if it's Spotify promo from her label. It, yeah, yeah. I I was just about to say that. Is that because it's kind of like how we look at Grammys. Grammys getting a Grammy can open up a lot of doors for you, for you as an artist because now you're a Grammy a Grammy winning artist and that can, you know, do a lot for you in your career, but we in the day and age where these people are getting all type of stuff without even putting out music like that. You got people like uh Sweetie who <laughs> she getting the McDonald's deals and meals and all that shit. And so what she need a, a Grammy for at this point? Because she getting all the commercials. She getting all the endorsements. So so I'm kind of curious, you know, where this shit going to go in the future. Especially, if you know, if you got people like Sweetie, you got shit. Even people like, look at somebody like a, um, shit, what, what's this? Uh, Lil Nas X. We talked about this album, how it didn't really sell anything. Mm-hmm. But this motherfucker is on commercials with He's L. everywhere. John. Yeah, so... I'm kind of curious, you know, as far as with sales too, like, do it even matter <laughs> if he don't go gold at this point? Because he already all over the place. And it's, it's like the last thing people think about is the music because this motherfucker's in Uber Eats commercials and, you know, all type of random ass commercials now. No, all of it is manufactured, man. Like, like I said, the streaming labs, so somebody can go gold or platinum and that, that don't really mean that that many people listen to the album anyway. It could mean there was streaming farms that pumped it up, which is usually mm-hmm. the case. Cause look at Lil Nas X, man. Like, look, nothing against him. He could do whatever he wants, but I don't hear his music nowhere. Maybe mm-hmm. it's cause I'm almost 35 years old. Maybe they yeah. play it in high schools. I don't know. Or middle schools. Yeah. But I don't hear Lil Nas X music the, anywhere. The only the only song I heard constantly was what well, uh I don't even know the Old name. Old Town of, Road, of course. N- no, not Old Town Road, but recently, um this was during the baseball playoffs. That uh I don't even know the name of the song. Little Montero? I think so. Dun 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 Maybe. It, Maybe. it, it could be it. But that's the only time I heard it. And it was over you know how the playoffs be in any sport. Mm. They have one theme song and they play it until you get tired of it that was it man <laughs> that was the only time i heard it yeah man that, i didn't hear that song anywhere but you know he's still one of the most visible and i gotta say the same thing with megan the stallion yeah. you know mm-hmm. her like like she's a good artist we we were a pro meg the stallion podcast but her visibility and her endorsements and just how she's everywhere don't match her level musically yet at yeah. least to me you know you would think she's beyonce the way she's everywhere now but yeah i don't know but, i don't i don't hear her music that but, much man but, but but see my question is do the music even matter at this point that's that's because, a good point because you know back in the day the goal was to have the music probably get nominated for a grammy if not win a grammy and then the doors open up for you where you could get, land on a sitcom making an appearance or something or yeah. ha- get your own shoe from Nike. Now, motherfuckers getting that shit without even having the album out. <laughs> so, I wonder, like, is you know, we always, we, we sit here, we talk about Megan like, damn, she ain't got no music and all that stuff and 
we kind of wait. I, I don't want to sit here and say we waiting on her to crash, but I, I'm wondering, you know, is she is she still going to stick around? If she's still getting all these commercials and all that stuff without having the music to back it up? I'm like, look, I think to answer your question, no, the music doesn't matter anymore. At least not nearly as much. Yeah. What matters most is marketability. Yeah, you got to be marketable in this new era we're in, which means you got to be black, gay, or a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to be <laughs> at least two of the three. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's I don't know, it's, it's it's different, man. It's uh more about marketability. And speaking of marketability, I forgot to bring this up, but we got to talk about this, man, because I want to know how you feel about it. Did you hear the Pusha T oh, Arby's Fish Sandwich song? <laughs> I did hear it. I, I, what, I actually what, watched the commercial. Okay. What are your thoughts? Look, man, it was a, it was a, I feel like Pusha T did a good job. No, <laughs> he can no. rap. He can, he can rap. But I felt like it was unnecessary, man. It ain't something I'm going to, you know, play over and over. But this was kind of unnecessary, man. This is like, like Pusha T, you should be working on your damn album. Why is you releasing a, 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 a diss song to fucking McDonald's? Was it McDonald's? Was yeah, it, it was a diss to McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, like why did you worry about McDonald's? You need to worry about selling cocaine or some shit, making some raps. So I I thought, I thought like I said, it wasn't a bad diss song where I'm like, what the fuck, turn this shit off. But it was unnecessary to me. It was just like, wow. I, I was actually shocked Pusha T did something like this. I know he's I know he's partnered up with Arby's because I think he came up with that slogan. That uh, we got the meats. I think he actually came up with that. <laughs> which oh, okay. is crazy in itself. But <laughs> I don't understand the the this song. Well, apparently, I think he mentioned in an interview that him and his brother came up with the uh I'm loving it jingle. Yeah. And they only got paid up front. They didn't get any residuals for it. So they were upset about that. And I guess that played into why he did a diss song to McDonald's. Look, I, I just I hated this shit, man. <laughs> like we, this is proof that we're truly in a new era where none of the old rules apply, which is why I'm shocked anybody cares about ghostwriting anymore. Yeah, like do look, people man, still care about that? Uh, not, I don't. Not anymore. <laughs> I mean, it, it, people act like it was a, the old people thought it was a big deal when yeah. Drake got exposed. Yeah, but man, I can't think of any other time in hip hop where we thought this type of shit was cool from one of the biggest street rappers out. Now, yeah. look, and this type of thing has existed for a while, but we always clowned it. We clowned. Uh, Mary J. Blige so badly for singing about chicken wings that the commercial never even crispy officially chicken. came out. Yeah, <laughs> the crispy chicken, whatever the fuck it was, <laughs> she was singing about chicken wings, and we or ch- crispy chicken. We made fun of her so bad they didn't even release a commercial officially. <laughs> it was just on YouTube. Yeah, and I mean Sprite did this a whole lot back in the day. They had like most deaf rapping in commercials about Sprite. Yeah. And Drake did the infamous weird Sprite commercial, which was fucking crazy. Yeah. But uh, Arby's. Yeah. 
Arby's? He gave them like 24 bars, man. <laughs> it, it was a legit song with a beat he could have saved for the album. So, man, I'm, I'm just sick of and everybody acting like it's so hot. They're like, oh, Arby's went off on McDonald's. Oh, put your teeth in. Like, this shit is corny, man. Come on now. Push your teeth, 40 years old, dog. Like, th- th- this shit is corny, man. Like, I, I don't want to just look good for him for getting the bag, but I feel like this is just proof hip hop got to be dead at this point, yeah. man. The, the, you can't say the hip hop we have now resembles any of the countercultural uh, attributes we used to give it back in the 90s. How yeah. it is rebellious. Look, he, he raps about cooking crack in 90% of his songs and he's doing commercials for Arby's. Yeah. Like, look, man, it, look, it's... But my, my question is, do you think he's... It's a reason why he's doing... Is this some type of um, publicity promo type of thing to try to get people talking about him on social media a little bit. I'm not he saying because he got paid for it. You said what? He got paid for it. Arby's paid him a bag and said, "Make a song about McDonald's or yeah. just McDonald's," and he said, "Okay." Yeah, but he could have declined that. He could have said, "Nah, I, you know, nah, I'm cool." Yeah, but but do maybe you think he's in a position to com- decline that kind of bag. I mean, how, how, how big paid you think this millions? bag? You think you think he got paid millions for this? I, I don't think. I, he did. I, don't, I don't think he got paid millions for this. Really? But, nah, I don't think so. Because these these type of places, man, they don't spend that much on promo like that. Because we seen it with the chicken sandwich. We seen it with you know Burger King trying to try to take over the internet with their chicken sandwich and try to you know get other people to promote it type shit. I don't see them paying a million dollars for this song. <laughs> that mm. I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think that, I don't think he got a million dollars for this. I, I, I do uh, th- I do think he got some a, a good a good bag where he said fuck it, I'll do it. And that could kind of get the internet trending for a little bit for for like a couple hours or some shit. So I'm wondering if if that was the reason he did it. I didn't think it was the money, man. It yeah. had to be. Because it, it would be one thing to have an appearance in the commercial. And yeah, he would just get, you know, 10, 20, 30. I don't know what the price would be, but yeah. not that much. But the fact that he made a whole song yeah. and there was a beat produced for it. You mm-hmm. know, I would have to think it would be up there or close. But maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not no financial yeah. Hollywood yeah. type nigga, so maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I just but. I just don't see a place like Arby's out of all places where people people feel like nobody go to. I don't see a no, Ar- Ar- Arby's is everywhere though. Nick, okay, I got I, I got to nip that in the butt. Niggas are lying about not going to I'm, Arby's. Fam, there are too many Arby's around I'm, the country for hey, nobody to be going there. I'm niggas. <laughs> I'll be going to Arby's, man. <laughs> <laughs> like niggas always talk about who go to Arby's, who go to Ar- nigga. I go to Arby's. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not saying that I go there every day, but shit, I I do go to get their fries, man. <laughs> like I'm not sitting uh, there calling them trash or you know. There are too many commercials. There are too many locations for nobody to be going to Arby's. Okay, <laughs> somebody out here lying. I've been to Arby's before. I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> Arby's is not a bad. They, they, I think they got this bad stigma. Oh, t- a tab asking it was it real? Yes, it was real. It was real. Yeah, it was real. He officially released. It was a commercial. 
And yes, that was a real song they made. I don't think it was a full length song, but it was a song they made for the commercial. This song, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, and yeah, man, Arby's is not bad. I it's think it had the joke. It, like, it had a joke in The Simpsons back in the nineties. I think everybody just ran with that. But Arby's ain't bad, man. It ain't, it ain't trash. Yeah, everybody just had like, oh yeah, this sandwich, man. This sandwich is so nasty. Oh my god, the fries are so nasty. Like it's not bad, man. I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting there saying put it up there with McDonald's and the the, the elites. But it ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would go to Arby's or McDonald's probably. Really? Honestly. Yeah, I'm not and mad unless at that. for breakfast. I'll go yeah. to McDonald's for breakfast, get a McGriddle. Yeah. No, I, but, I I totally get that. I shit. Honestly, I probably do the same. I can't remember the last time I went to McDonald's. But um but as far as like the the chain of command, <laughs> McDonald's is more popular and more crowded oh, yeah. than uh, Arby's. But the, the, I don't think the food ain't bad. <laughs> Everybody acting like, "Oh my god, you you about to get the cooties for eating uh, Arby's or some shit. Yeah, it, it's just people acting bougie or just hating to hate. <laughs> because because uh, Arby's just sounds like one of those, we, we got the meats, pause. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, man. People, people be going to Arby's. They just be lying about it. They don't be admitting it on Twitter because Twitter has shamed it. Like people drinking Dasani has become shamed now. Yeah. But there, there's too many Dasani uh, <laughs> cases that are gone when I go to the grocery store. Yeah, the motherfucker was gone during the pandemic. pandemic. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, people just be lying and look good on Twitter. But people be going to Arby's, man. People got to stop lying about yeah. not going to Arby's. <laughs> um, shit. Did anything else? I had to get that out um, of my chest, man. That's yeah. that damn Arby's commercial. <laughs> Did, um. Have you been keeping up with the Meg, the Stallion um, versus Carl Crawford back and forth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot going on, man. (laughs) I stopped following it at some point, but I did see she put out some tweets about him. I know he had that IG story. I think we talked about the live podcast or the one before that, maybe. But we talked about how um, Carl was suing her for not filling her contractual obligations because she released that last little project, something for the hotties. Mm -hmm. And he is claiming that's not an actual album. It was just something she put out there to get out of her contract. And it's not, it shouldn't count. So she fired back on Twitter. She called him a a powder head, a pill head, basically a druggie saying that, you know, his expense report, it, he put his chains and stuff he bought for himself on the expense report of money that was supposed to be sent, spent on Meg. She called it a joke label. She said, let me go. And yeah, she went back and forth. And Carl uh, went a little, he, he he called her alcoholic too, I think, or some shit. Yeah. But, so they, they've been going back and forth. I did see that. And okay. Yeah, it, it's, getting, <laughs> it's, it's getting ugly now. It's getting ugly. I, I hope this stuff end pretty quick. <laughs> Dog, it's been going on for years for two, now. About man. two or three so, years. And remember, we, yeah. we I think we first talked about that early on. Mm-hmm. We we talked about that like three years ago. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, fortunately, it's getting uglier. <laughs> I still remember we did the podcast with ESG and we had Carl Crawford on. That's when he still had Meg. Yeah. But we didn't know things were that bad. Yeah. Um, I think the fallout had already started at that point, 
but we didn't know things mm-hmm. had gotten that bad at that point. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I hope they settle things soon. I don't know. Like, look, I have no dog in a race necessarily. You know, I'm rooting for both of them to be yeah. successful. But look, I don't know who's. I don't really see, man. One of the one of the worst things about social media is I feel we know too much about the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, it used to be labels. Just people have beef with their label, and we never found out about it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we might find out after the fact, like, oh, somebody didn't record an album in two years because they were having trouble with the label. We found out well after. Yeah. Now it's like we got to be involved in the day to day lawsuits and the going back and forth and dissing the people at the label. Like, man, just settle the shit and leave <laughs> us out of it. Don't try to curry social media favor by trying to just, just settle this out in whatever form you have to and move on because. I don't really care about it. I'll be honest, man. Yeah. Like y'all all millionaires fighting over thousands. So <laughs> yeah, I'll you know, figure it out. Yeah. Have you, have you been keeping up with the, the Meg, the people I'm following Meg, the celebrities? <laughs> I did see something about, I saw Drake and Rihanna. Yeah. Um, and somebody did point out the fact that Rihanna or Meg was removed from Rihanna's Fenty website. But I think that might have been just because the deal is up. Because I know she's doing Calvin Klein now too, so I didn't know how much stock to put into that. But was anybody else unfollowing her? Um, I've, I ain't got the list on me right now. But um, it was a lot of known names where I'm like, damn, where the conversation popped up where um they know something about the whole Tory Lanez case, or they kind of know what happened. So. I guess they don't want to deal with her at this point. So that was the con- that was kind of the conversation where um, I guess they know she lying about something. So Rihanna unfollowed her, Drake unfollowed her, all these random celebrities unfollowed her. <laughs> so that's like the new little scoop. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like the unfollow how, stuff how is so stupid. How do celebrities know man. something we don't? Yeah, like, they, I guess there's no way they. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was gonna say less. They're in a closer circle than us, and maybe maybe some type of group chat or <laughs> email chain or something. But um, yeah, I, this whole unfollow thing is so goofy, man. <laughs> it, it's getting ridiculous now. Where they say, "Oh, so and so unfollowed so and so," and they make a whole new scenario about it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, no, it really is, man, and. Like, I'm still shocked you can even find out when somebody unfollows somebody. Like, what what kind of non-life do you have to be to check every day to see if Rihanna's following certain people? And, oh, she unfollowed Meg. Like, how would you know when that happened? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't look, we're going to find out the truth someday. Sooner or later, we're going to find out what really happened. And either Tory Lanez will be absolved or he won't be, you know. I, I just want it to be over with, man. Even if she lied, I just want it to be out there and over with and everybody move on with their life. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just tired of caring. This shit been dragging on for too many years now. Man. And they ain't getting nowhere. There's no it new really update. Isn't. The same people saying the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm getting sick of it. I wish they could just put it behind them and move on. Whatever happened, happened. Look, Tory Lanez, is gonna, he, his career going to be okay, man. Meg Thee Stein clearly doing fine. So look, what whatever 
happen is going to come to light sooner or later. But I, I just yeah. it's tough to keep caring about this shit, man. I'm like, just fucking tell us what happened and leave it alone. <laughs> but I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You know, so so on, yeah. on a slow week, we'll always get a new Megan Tory update. That's what yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Rihanna, Drake, Nicki Minaj, uh, and Tiana Taylor are the new people that unfollow Meg for some Nicki random. Nicki Minaj reason. is kind of crazy because they had a song <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah. That that was yeah because they ain't had no beef or nothing. Mm-hmm. So Tiana yeah. Taylor, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they were ever that cool, but. And Rihanna, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. Drake, I assume he might have just unfollowed because he never hit. That could yeah. be anything, man. You know how petty Drake is. Yeah. But Nicki is kind of wild because they had a song together. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm seeing some stuff saying that um, I guess many people um, claiming that Meg and Rihanna's falling out had something to do with, I guess, accusations that ASAP Rocky cheated or messed around with Meg at some point. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, I, hmm. I guess so. I guess that's I guess that's the Twitter shit. <laughs> well, now, so, what is that based off yeah, of? I, I'm not. I don't even. I ain't even see Meg and ASAP Rocky together. <laughs> I mean, anything is possible. You know, yeah. everybody be fucking around in these circles. Yeah. But I, I have no idea what you're basing that off of, man. I feel like people just be inventing shit sometimes. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I hate this whole unfollow shit because I ain't even know mm-hmm. Meg and them was cool or Meg and ASAP Rocky even been around each other. But uh, the other person too that unfollowed Meg was Sierra. So that's kind of okay. strange because Sierra seemed like a nice girl. <laughs> a nice, seemed like she don't have problems with nobody. So... Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't man. know, but like, yeah, I don't. I mean, that's not like a bunch of celebrities. That's yeah. just some random ones, honestly. But <laughs> man, who knows? Like, <laughs> this might be normal in those circles, yeah. but we don't notice it because they don't have cases out against other people, so we don't even notice it. But they could be uh, following and following each other all the time, man. Who knows? Yeah. I, I don't. Or, I don't read too much or, into it. But yeah. Or knows? honestly, it's kind of like, damn, maybe I don't want to see this ass on my timeline. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra is a nice Christian woman now, y'all. Okay, yep. maybe she don't want to see porn yeah. every day on the timeline when she's growing. <laughs> she don't want to see body, yadi 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 yadi. She don't want to see all that. So, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> uh, but the Nikki thing is interesting, man. I will say there's something there because Nikki, she's not gonna follow somebody without a reason, especially if it's somebody she collaborated with. Yeah. So something definitely happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Drake thing, I, I don't put too much stock in. Yeah. Rihanna, who the fuck knows? Rihanna is just wild, man. <laughs> she could have any reason for following somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the Nikki thing is interesting, but we'll we'll see what happens mm-hmm. and if it means anything in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anything else happened this week, man? Anything mm, else? I think that's it, man. I think yeah, that's let's it. Go ahead, and wrap this whole thing up, man. Yeah. <laughs> you once again tuned in to the sweet sounds of <laughs> the Gym to Juice podcast. We appreciate y'all hopping in with us, man. Remember to check us out streaming every Friday night, Friday evening. Uh, shout out to everybody who was in here leaving comments. We appreciate y'all. Anytime you want to hop on, ask us something, 
or you know fucking see what we think about some shit or just fuck around and troll us yeah. don't call me bald and say I'm jealous because I've shaved my head because I'm jealous <laughs> of Diggy's hair fuck it say whatever shit. you want man. I was just getting killed last shit. week <laughs> everybody <laughs> what is that on your head <laughs> <laughs> no Diggy got that iconic hair man <laughs> um, so yeah uh, appreciate y'all Oh, yeah. I got another uh, smart content, man. Make sure y'all check out our interview with uh, Jonathan from yeah. Trill on Wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, cool dude. Cool thing to do in Houston if you out here with us. Um, and check out our interview with him. Really, really cool brother, man. And uh, that shit sounds cool as hell to do. Yeah. Um, nice little event, little outdoor activity for y'all on the weekend or whenever you want to do it. So mm-hmm. check out that interview on YouTube and whatnot. Um, trillonwheels.com is where you can find a man and book your next adventure through Third Ward. Yeah, I um, have to do that. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. We actually <laughs> gotta uh, make plan something and, and do that shit because that shit does look fun, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to play the uh, this screwed up karaoke, whatever you called it. Oh, you trap karaoke, karaoke, and the yeah. trivia and all that shit. I, I bet yeah. I can smoke y'all. <laughs> see <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah appreciate everybody checking out make sure y'all check out figgy on in the loop 10 to 2 sports radio 610 a lot going on in houston sports right now so make sure y'all stay tuned into that um appreciate everybody who came out for our 200th episode as well shout out to paul gallant shout out to jules shout out to jasmine for stopping by as well we love y'all man hopefully we got 200 more in us yes no Uh, Yeah, we love y'all. Appreciate y'all. And until next time, peace.